Welcome back to Retro Number 5, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am the host that if we did this in person, I would have just stabbed my co-host in the face. My name is Toby. And as always, across this fucking camera on my computer that I can't physically hurt without hurting my own things, I have my best friend and co-host Rick with me. What's going on, buddy, you fucking ass? <laughs> I mean, the internet, it's the bubble wrap between our relationship. <laughs> Look, it's one of those things where I'm like online bullying my ass. Like, I can't beat him up. I've got to use verbal. Like, I've, I've got to be verbal. Got to... Fuck you. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you something crazy? Speaking of how we're going to start this with a fight, like a physical fight, if you were in front of me, right? Okay. We, we made it to episode 50 without punching each other in the face. Holy crap. We did it, dude. Like, like Monster. 50. That's like half a century in episode terms, which let's make up a word right now. What What's, what, what's 100 podcast episodes? Oh, I got uh, it. Success. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, I mean, I mean, fuck, dude. I, I think we were gonna make it to fifty. I remember being excited and being like, I got fucking twelve episodes of something <laughs> on the internet. You know, just being like, if we stop now, no matter what, I've got, I've got twelve. I mean, some of those early ones were, woo. <sighs> Cancel culture will be coming for me in about twenty thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That we'll, we'll be like getting at a point where, like, you know, they'll pull old tweets as they do with some folks. <laughs> but for us, it's like either video or audio that they're like, "Hey, remember when you said this back in twenty twenty one?" And be like, "No, no, I do not. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was fifteen years ago. Did I though? Did I? <laughs> I don't know." It's, it's a different time. We all grow. We all yeah, learn. I don't want to be caught. I yeah. I don't want to be caught up in shit. Twenty years. Like, do you remember when you said no? No, I don't. don't. I was probably drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me by the things I do when I'm drunk. Yeah. Um. Weird question of the week. Ready, set. Yeah. What would your last meal be? Like, what's the circumstances of my last meal? Like, anything? Like, like, I mean, obviously, am I on death row? You that's know? always the one everybody goes to. It's death row. I mean, but that's what the if it's easiest way? What, right? what if it's as simple as like A you find out striker? you find out from death himself that hey, I'm going to come get you on this date. You have all this time to live your life to the fullest up until this time, and so it's like the day of and you're like planning out your meals and you're like what's my last meal going to be now that i'm gonna go not with, all like oh he was a murderer no i'm going with death row like okay. <laughs> my, my scenario hey, for life yeah yeah <laughs> you know what your story was cold but <laughs> I, I and i'm not gonna go for i don't know i wouldn't be there from anyways anyways that's that's a story for another time um my last meal see i am the problem with the question is like at the end of it, I'd have to be so, like, pleased. Yeah. You know, that it's almost tough to, like, figure out what, like, what is going to do it for me, you know? Like, what's what's going to get the dick card one last time for the, you know, my tummy dick? Like, what's going to get it there one last time before I bite the dust, you know? Do you, yeah. do you have an answer for this already? 
Like, is there I just absolutely... a f- food that? Well, the question that's always like going back to the death row stuff. It's like, is it possible for an inmate to have a meal that is so substantially large that it takes them way longer to finish it? Like, you know, I want a, a, a thousand yogurt cups or something, you know, where it's like, all right, ooh, you know, I'm give me some time to finish the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, how how long between bites do I get before you think <laughs> I'm finished with my meal? Exactly. <laughs> like, or you do something like, uh, like just like bring me as many scallops as you could find, and I'm gonna eat scallops until my body turns allergic to scallops, and then I just like die during my last meal. You know. Oh. So for me. Is that a- is that a thing? You can eat too much or something? Uh, dude, become... I've, I mean, look, it, maybe it's a lie, and this motherfucker was always just allergic to shrimp, and he told me this story to just make his shellfish allergy seem cooler, maybe. But I had a buddy of mine I used to work with who said that he used to love shrimp, and he said he spent a weekend in Vegas and ate shrimp at the buffet like three times a day and said that he ended up like getting an allergic reaction at the casino and that goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, yo, by the way, like you're allergic to shellfish. Like, why, why would you eat all these shellfish? And he was like, well, I've been eating fucking shrimp my entire life, you know? And I guess the doctor told him that, yeah, you could, you could, your body could overreact to all the shit that you're taking in. Maybe I don't fucking know, dude. I've eaten a lot of shrimp in one sitting. That's uh really shellfish of him to, oh, um, my God. to eat so much. So my last meal, <laughs> my, <laughs> I'll see myself out. Good night, everybody. It's been a good 50. It's not even a full 50. 49 and a quarter. We almost did it. That motherfucker. Uh, I'm a sucker for breakfast. Right? So there's there's two meals. Now, see, there's really only... No. Okay. I'm I'm a sucker for breakfast, right? But if I just got to choose any meal, there's, there's two things, I guess, really. My first go-to would be, like, something simple, like a biscuits and gravy, scrambled eggs. Mm, like, fuck yeah. fucking mm-hmm. top, top three all the time. But if I just truly had to go for, like, straight up last meal, and I could have anything I wanted on it. I grew, So, I, I've said this before, but I grew up hunting and fishing and stuff, right? I would have moral mushrooms, morels, morel mushrooms. I don't know if you've ever had a morel mushroom, right? I don't know. Morel mushrooms. Um... I like mushrooms. These are delicacies, right? So if you look up a morel mushroom, I'm going to show the stream here. No, I spelled it right. Yeah, M-O-R-E-L. Morels. So like when when I was growing up, we used to go in the springtime and collect these. They're everywhere. You know, Mm -hmm. like we had private property we walked on. And we could bring back a fucking five-gallon bucket. These things are like the fucking expensive you know most of the time you get them dry we're getting them like fresh out the ground going home clipping the roots off the bottom and cooking them so i would go with fried morel mushrooms because that's how i had them growing up this is going to really show you how i got my body right fried morel mushrooms fried fresh caught largemouth bass and white cheddar mac and cheese because that was the motherfucking meal when I was growing up, like it was a good goddamn day. That was a good day for Toby growing up. It was like, get up early. You go to the woods, you take your 22 so you could squirrel hunt, right? You'd go searching for morel mushrooms all day. We call it mushroom hunting, right? If you got squirrel, awesome. That just made the meal even better. But then on the way home, 
you'd stop at boobies which boobies was the the farmer's last name which is funny in itself uh, but they had a, a little private farm pond that my dad made friends with them when when he was a lot younger and we've always been able to fish and they got big ass bass in there so we'd go we go mushroom hunting stop at boobies on the way home catch a couple bass go home white cheddar mac and cheese morel mushrooms fried largemouth bass last meal done that's a fa- that's a fancy sounding dish like that's that, that sounds is, like something that if you were to get it someplace, it'd be like, yeah, that'll be $35, sir. Oh, dude, if it you if you can get fancy. morels at a, I mean, imagine like seeing truffle on something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what it is. But you're not going to get like morel mushrooms unless you're in someplace super fancy because they are one of those delicacy mushrooms or you're in a place that serves like wild game and mm. like, you know, stuff like that, like you know what i'm talking about like if yeah, you can yeah, get I fucking venison and elk and you know random ass shit there they probably do a dish at certain times of the year for with morel mushrooms it's amazing it's that like, sounds i mean i'm not a seafood person but it actually sounds like a good yeah a good meal like by itself just try this oh yeah it's good Those, it's just a bunch of butter and fried stuff hey you and know mac and cheese that's that's how they do it um what about did you say what yours is? I don't know what I would do. I honestly don't know. Like I'm like sitting here like I love pizza, but like is that a last meal? Is there a certain bag? pizza place that you like used to have or not especially. I'm not no, a, I'm not one of those like ooh, it has to be this or nothing. I'll eat little Caesars. I'll stop at Pizza Hut. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I got a, I got a personal pan pizza hut or a personal pan pizza hut. A personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut yesterday. Actually, they do like the five dollar lunch meal. Those yeah. things are still fire, dude. Like that, still so fucking good. Like I could eat three of them, which is the problem. But when I'm done with the first one, I'm just like, those are amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. They're some of yeah. the best little pizzas you could ever fucking get. And as a kid, they blew your freaking mind because it's like it's just my size. Do you have it's a favorite my... food? Um, pizza is kind of my favorite. Uh, shepherd's pie is one of my favorite dishes. See. Uh, Daisy loves that, shepherd's pie. And- uh, it's 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 one of those meals that you could do super gourmet. You could get high-end ingredients and have it be next level. Or you can spend 10 bucks, yeah. get all the ingredients you need. My and can have of enough- cream corn usually spend, just says you know, cream like- corn on it. I'll tell you what Daisy and I started doing, though, because, like, I love the taste of shepherd's pie. I'm not a big fan of the mush, right? So it doesn't, mm. like, bother me. Like, I just eat it like a fucking mashed potato bowl anyway. But we started doing to uh, combat that was we do French fried onions, right? Okay. Like, just to have some crunchies on top. And then we cook those little potato rounds, hash browns, like the flat circle of hash browns. Crisp sure, up sure, some sure. of those in the oven and line the bottom and then put everything in and then put it in the oven. So you have like oh. that crispy potato on the bottom with some French fries. Do you still do the uh, mashed potatoes? On yeah, top? we still do the mashed potatoes. Hmm. That's why it doesn't necessarily fuck with it, but it gives you, it almost gives you something to chew on, you know? Like yeah, it yeah, gives yeah. It crispy, and you can do them like layered in there if you wanted. Well, you're also a texture guy, right? Like no, you kind of like I, I could give a fuck about texture. Really? Yeah, no, that's a lot of different funness going on with all the different there, kind of. There's nothing in this world that I'll put in my mouth and be like, I don't like the way this feels. Like it just it does not happen with me. I'm like a, I'm, I'm like, I don't like the way this tastes. Blah. And most yeah, of the time, yeah. I can be like, "There's vinegar yeah. in that, huh?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Cool, don't like that." 
Like, get that shit out of my face. Thanks, but no thanks. Except for pickled jalapenos. I don't know what it is, but, like, pickled jalapenos are great. Is there a beverage you would top it all off with? Or a dessert? Uh, no, I'd, I'd probably honestly just have a beer. Like, there, yeah, it would just yeah. be a beer. Yeah. Or a big red. What if you, um, going back to the death row scenario... What if you um, made sure your last meal was something that, like, you know, like, doesn't agree with you? So that way, when you do, like, lose, you lose your functions, so to speak. You just, you, you just ruined somebody's day. Like, well, you're you gonna do that anyway. And... Like, your body just ejects everything out of it when you die anyway. But I'm talking like, as soon as your as soon as shit loosens, you get shot. Like, it, I would just like to finish off the meal. I'd get like a fucking big ass salad bowl, like not the bowl that you eat salad out of, but the bowl you mix salad in, right? And I'd fill it up with fruity pebbles and whole ass milk. And IBS will take control after that, bro, because the lactose intolerance in this body is bad. He <laughs> <laughs> just drank a whole gallon of milk <laughs> and a whole box of fruity pebbles. I yeah, my, I wouldn't give two fucks, dude. <laughs> Tell Steve he's in for some some shit. Yeah, this fool's gonna piss out of his butthole when he dies. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I that, that's an interesting like you know that's one of those questions that goes around, and it's always like interesting to hear what because some people do know exactly what they want, and I'm like, it's ever changing for me. Like it, that's that's the thing, and like. <clears throat> I mean, it fits well. Like mine fits well with the podcast because of the nostalgia factor. Like it's something yeah. that those were always good days for us. And we knew like, I, you know, it was just, I love fishing and those morel mushrooms are the reason that I fucking eat mushrooms. And there's nothing else in the world like that thing. Like it's, and people out West, they don't really know about them. Like they grow here in Colorado, but they're very hard to find. And people do not give up their spots for those things. And, but back home, it's like, you pull off the side of fucking I-64, walk 30 feet into the woods, find the right tree, and chances are you're going to find them if you're there at the right, right. time of year. That's like, wild. They're just there. Used to fill up five-gallon buckets. I really want to try a morel mushroom now, but I don't want to have to spend $25 for some dried-ass mushrooms. Yeah, you don't want the dried ones. You want them to be fresh. That's the tough part. Yeah. Like we were, like yeah. I said, we were pulling them out of the ground. They're all like squishy and spongy, you know? Yeah. And you cut them in half and you fucking them and flip, fry them up. Put them in the butter. Um, Ooh, that's good. I bought some stuff this week. Well, over like the last two weeks. I think I mentioned it at the end of the day last week. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the one nice thing is I didn't have to pay rent this month. Right. So what? we figured uh, I'm going to treat myself at least a little bit, you know, like put some money back into savings, like make sure we're set or whatever. But then I was like, ah, fuck it. All right. So uh, what's cool is here in Aurora, we have Game Force. And uh, I used to frequent Game Force a lot. And, and shout oh, out to Game Force. Jim's still a fucking great dude. Um, they're, they're great over there, right? So I was like, fuck it. I moved, like, not far from them at all. And stopped in there the other day before I had to go to work on a Saturday and purchased two things. Uh, Jurassic Park Part 2. Fuck yeah. You don't see it very often. The game is what it is um i've never actually played through this one so but people say that it's just not great but i don't see that one very often not super expensive or anything like that but i don't see it very often um so i bought that but the one of the new pride and joys of 
the collection, something again I don't see very often. Toxic Fuck, Crusaders, yeah. man. The trauma game. Uh love Toxic bit. Crusaders. The fucking the the cover art on this is just amazing. Um, that alone is worth it. Yeah. And it's getting a little pricey. We paid fifty for this one. That that's one of the pricier games I've bought lately. Um but something that I truly love, my brother showed me Toxic Crusaders years and years and years ago and a lot of the trauma stuff. And uh, what's cool about that is, like, not only the character set and who you actually get to play as, but it um, it's a Street of Rage clone. So it's just, mm. a, it's just a beat-em-up. I love um, good Perfect. Uh, so I, d- I got those two, and then I, I think I talked about it on the, the podcast at some point last month, but I went and traded a bunch of stuff in at level 7, and I ended up having some trade credit left over and haven't been back up there. They're a little far away from me now. But uh, at work, nonetheless, I was over up by there. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to stop in and see what they got. And I was looking for a Switch game. But while we were moving, I realized that I had, at some point in my lifetime, gotten rid of all of my Castlevania games. And so we had been on the hunt for them. Castlevania stuff getting kind of pricey. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, they're getting hard to find, like, locally. You know, and I don't want to order them off of eBay. So I held tight, and while I was at level 7, was able to pick up one straight original Castlevania and Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Uh, So I have one and three now. Now I just got to find two, which two is the least expensive out of all three of them. So we at least got the the heavy hitters. And then the game we were looking for, Cruising Blast, which um, I will be streaming this game at some point in the next week or so i'm not gonna put a date on that because life has just been absolutely insane lately uh mm-hmm. but i've heard nothing but good things but you know it's part of the cruising usa series and it's on the switch i've heard it's fantastic so we're we're gonna play that but yeah i actually with months of a dry spell of not buying games went out and bought some games and supported local game stores no GameStop. do that that's, kids that's support you your do. local game stores i like those castlevania um uh, uh artwork on it it reminds me of like the frank van frank Zetta, like old school conan and and that kind of stuff where you like you could see it on the side of a van oh yeah you yeah like, it's, it's like a so, hot bitch uh, riding a unicorn with an axe so fucking good i love that shit they are man they're <sighs> the original castlevania going back and playing it is kind of tough but like dracula's curse amazing you know when you get to like the symphony of the nights it's amazing um and bloodlines which shout out to drew i'm gonna i want i need drew to like need new rims or something for his car right and be like yeah i got you got hey, that bloodlines hey, though like, like what's good <laughs> you can have it but it's gonna cost you <laughs> yeah how much is your house worth to you <laughs> i mean he'd get rid of bloodlines before that i think but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well, I watched some stuff, some newer stuff, um, so I thought I'd chat about it. Um, first, what I'm going to talk about is this uh, documentary that was produced by Melissa McCarthy called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. Interesting. Um, it's it's great. It's a documentary about Bob Ross. It's on Netflix, um, and, it, and it goes through his life, basically kind of, you know, all that, and... I don't want to give too much away because it really is just a good one, but like there's some stuff that happens. It doesn't ruin Bob Ross. And that was my fear going in is that we're going to find out some stuff about yeah, Bob Ross. Yeah, that he was a pedo or something. And... Oh, no. Yeah. But it, 
it perfectly protects his legacy. Perfect. But it also shows you, it gives you some light into some things recent. Like, um, I'll, I'll I'll give a little bit away, but the merchandising that's happened over the last few years, yeah, like the big time merchandising, the kind of shadiness behind all that, um, and and the truth behind it. So yeah, because I I imagine it's got like something like uh, a lot of people don't realize, but like Calvin and Hobbes, you know, Bill Watterson is never ever ever giving out the rights for anyone to use anything from yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. So, like, all the Calvin pissing on Chevy stickers and shit you see in the people's back windows, technically all those are copyright infringement, yeah. like, cannot use them. So I imagine the Bob Ross stuff is kind of the same thing and people profiting on it, but the family not catching the back end. I can only assume that that's kind of, like, the story behind it, at least somewhat, you know? That that shit's crazy. Like, it come is, on, people. It is crazy. Like, yeah. And it's weird because you see stuff with, like, you know bob ross but like you don't see a lot of steve Irwin shirts i saw you know i saw a picture the other day that was like the four horsemen of wholesomeness and it was like steve Irwin, bob ross mr rogers and uh somebody else i in my mind i'm i'm seeing uh lavar burton oh lavar burton that would be a good one on there Uh, um it's great man it's a really kind of cool like the dude wanted to do something and that's kind of what he did. And he was able to make a career off of it. And, but anyway, check it out. That's it's amazing. really great. Um, next movie we saw is a movie called cop shop. Um, that one stars Gerard Butler. That's like Tiff's dude. Like that's hall passes and all that kind it's of like, stuff. Oh, everyone's dude, bro. Have you seen this man? Like, <laughs> and then he talks yeah. and you're like, well, okay. <laughs> all right. And I'm naked. Yeah. Like, how did you do that? Yeah, so it stars uh, Gerard Butler. It's got Frank Grillo in it as well, who um, you might know from um, Boss Level, from that Hulu movie we talked about. Um, He's in it as well. He's kind of the main-ish guy. Um, There's this really great actress by the name of Alexis Louder. She's kind of the unsung hero of the whole show. She should be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel? shut down um but you know it's like uh it's like uh this guy's on the run so he gets uh put in jail to protect himself and he's got guys coming after him to basically kill him i mean it's in the commercials and basically (laughs) this this gal uh valerie played by alexis louder is a cop there who's basically trying to stop these hitmen from doing exactly that so pretty basic story on the all on the on the surface but it's done by the guy who did smoking aces and boss level okay but those kind of shit so really good director writer so i highly recommend it it's a lot of fun it's really good action really kind of over the top ridiculousness kind of reminds me of uh you know some of those 90s 80s uh uh, hell yeah die hard christmas movie for life um we finally got around to watching the new fast and furious and it's fast and the furious is this one where they like go to space (laughs) they legitly go to space like all all that man needs his family family i'm all about the family yeah it's i mean justin lynn he's back he directed it helped write the story for what it is there and I don't know. The whole interesting thing, I think, is that Vin Diesel, like, he has his own production company called One Race, and he's been basically producing for so long, and he's basically bought the rights to the franchise. 
And so he's just making all this money and it's like, don't stop making them. Like this is exactly the kind of shit you need when we go through years like 2020. We need this silly over the top ridiculous like what can we do with cars i don't know space is a cool thing at one point they're driving through a minefield and it's so like what yeah you went anyway you went from stealing dvd vcrs out of trucks and honda civics to now you're stealing space (laughs) shuttles yeah yeah like we're gonna steal satellite signals like so i'm one of those disappointing people that have never seen pass three yeah it it gets weird like they never stream anywhere they're super protected i'd imagine with like paramount they're gonna start really pushing into like yeah i think that's where we have this on here so that way people can start going here to check out our shit because paramount doesn't have a lot going for it right now if you ask me but king's uh, island you know they 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 pull on your heartstrings they kind of mentioned brian and you know it's all kind of about legacy a bit more with kids and stuff but you'd have to watch the franchise to really know what's going on with that yeah um, i, re- so I recommend behind. it like like it because it gets crazy like it's fast so five is crazy. such a weird one to where they are now it's like wow they've really like <laughs> yeah so just like dealing with like splinter cells and like black ops and all this other shit like it's it's wild dude but you know if you like fast and the furious go for it if not then I don't know if you haven't seen one, go check them out because they are just fun, stupid movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else can we say about that one? Not much because that's all we're uh, gonna say. Yeah, maybe we'll do an episode on them one day, and I can have a reason to watch the six I haven't seen. <laughs> just binge watch them all and be like, "What did you think?" Uh, the last movie we watched was kind of just like an off the goof kind of grab because. I saw that Justin Long, who I'm a big fan of, uh, him and his brother directed and wrote this movie. It's called Lady Lady of the Manor, and it stars uh, Judy Greer, uh, who you might know her voice from, like, um, Archer. And uh, she's also in the Halloween, the Halloween, the new ones with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's, like, her daughter. Um, uh, Ryan Philippe. Felipe's in it, Patrick Duffy, Luis Guzman, Justin Long are in it as well. It's basically about this girl who's kind of um kind of a a wreck to I mean, she's kind of a slacker wreck, just gets by, you know, and all that. And then so she gets this job as being a uh, per, uh, Ryan Felipe's char- character basically owns this manor and it's like a historical thing, so she plays the lady who used to own the house. And then the ghost comes and like teaches her how to become a proper lady and how to respect herself. It oh, is a comedy. Fuck. It's super weird. And that's kind of what's fun about it is that it's kind of like all over the place. It's not the greatest movie, but there are some pretty good gags in it. Cause you do have some pretty good uh, uh, comedians in it. And who would have known Ryan? I can uh, Felipe, right? Felipe, that's how you used to... F- F- Felipe. Felipe. Flip it. Ryan Phillip. <laughs> You know, you, you usually he does doesn't really do comedies, but here he is, and and he's pretty freaking good in it. Um, so if you want a movie that's just kind of okay, passable, entertaining, then Lady in the Manor. <laughs> Where'd you watch it? Oh yeah. Um, so let's see. Bob Ross we watched on Netflix. Cop Shop we watched in the theater. Uh, F Nine we actually rented from Redbox. I know nobody does that anymore. 
And then uh, Lady of the Manor we got from Redbox as well, because when you're there, yeah, you're whilst you're in King Supers, <laughs> whilst, whilst. Yeah, when you're uh, on vacation, you got time to burn, so might as well watch some movies. From yeah, Redbox. yeah. Int- the Lady of the Manor is interesting because I, I love Justin Long, and uh, yeah, yeah. That that seems awesome. The cast and it's the, the pretty solid. And Bob Ross, it'll be hard not to watch that. That's for sure. That one's definitely that's that's a high recommendation on that one, just because it's you know it's a documentary. Not all documentaries are made the same, but that one's uh, pretty fucking good, man. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I have to check that one out. But, um, so this December we're getting a brand new feature film from um for Spider Man No Way Home. They released the trailer, and uh, what's cool about it is they kind of pick up almost exactly where the last movie started or ended uh, and um yeah it looks wild like him dealing with being knowing his identity and then being like i can't do this because mj's in trouble and my friends are in trouble and my aunt's in trouble like and so he goes to dr strange and is like hey i need people to not know who i am and then he while he's like doing the magic to all right kid i can help you out fucks it up fucks it up Fucks it up. And so we get this cool multiverse shit that's going to happen. And they reveal that, like, I mean, it's still speculative, but like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the previous two Spider-Men are supposed to be in it. They clearly show that Dr. Oct is supposed to be in this one from the first Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire. And yes. The lizard's supposed to be in it. Electro's supposed to be in it. All these, possibly even Green Goblin and all this other shit, which is wild for Green Goblin, considering William Defoe basically died in um uh the first one yeah yeah yeah, yeah this so. it look, it, first of all it looks badass and this is supposed to round out the trilogy right so it's like far from home homecoming and no way home now no way home yeah and then this is supposed to be the tie-in i think for the new doctor strange uh which is not methods of madness what am i searching for oh uh uh dimensions mad, of madness mad, something of madness that's yeah you, you got Something like that. Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So you, you got we're, this. We're gonna get there. Yeah, we're working. Day. We're working our way through it. No. 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 We're, 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 good. Work, we're work good. through it. So. Yeah. They, um. They've been great. Um. And this one's, uh, Tom Holland, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and he's such a good fucking Spider-Man, dude. So fucking. He's solid. so I fucking hope, good. I hope he signs on to do more. Like that's kind of the big question: is if he's going to be like, "Hey, I've done my three. Well, he's done more than three, technically. Like he's done yeah, because so he's got the Avengers movies. stuff, right? He's got Avengers and being in Captain Civil America War, and all this yeah. other shit. Like, so let's hope he does because I agree with you. I think he's he's young enough still where you he can play a teenager yeah he's got the and he's got the childlike mentality and his and his energy and he's goofy yeah. but he's fucking funny you know like toby mcguire he's always our spider-man because that was the spider-man yeah. that gave us fucking spider-man you know yeah those movies were great andrew garfield was fine passable yeah that's fine perfect, yeah cool perfectly you were, serviceable. cute enough dude all right like that yeah. cool great great hair peter parker yeah Tom Holland, on the other hand, was meant to play Spider-Man the same way that I will always say Robert Downey Jr. was meant to play Iron Man. Like, it's just a perfect fucking casting. Chris Evans is fucking Captain America. Perfect castings. Way to go, Disney. Well, this one's Sony, I think, right? 
Sony's this is Sony. Spider-Man. Yeah. This this is the weird one where it's like technically it's Sony, but it's like the Marvel's last one that Sony's kind of helping with. Yeah, I, we'll see though. Like they might be like, ha no, but then Disney That's what I'm be like, is Come on. like Come Disney's on. gonna get the rights to Spider-Man. They're like, all right, you've had your time, bitch. Like. Give it up. Yeah, no, that's gonna be fun. Those games, those movies, those games, those movies are fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm good with any Tom Holland Spider Man all day, every day. Yeah, round it out. Um, so just in time for the holidays, <laughs> which is weird to say when we're still in September. Um, Funko Games has announced they're doing some holiday games that are going to cost less than ten bucks. I think the big thing is to kind of have like ideas for like stocking stuffers and stuff like that. But they've got a handful of games here. Um, I'll just prattle them off real quick. Chippendale Christmas Treasures, Disney Cookie Swap Game, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it's Turbo Time card it's game. It's Turbo Time. I, can't, that was real... I don't know why I do fucking... Why do I even try? Continue, please. Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas, making Christmas card game. Um, and then, of course, Disney Princess. Princess present party because you gotta have all the peas yeah you really but, need a pop filter when you're fucking saying that game what are all these gonna be on they're just are they just like little just, board games or something they're just little card games that you can get at like I, i'm imagining like target and shit um once we get closer to that but uh, oh yeah they do just look like little decks of cards i guess yeah so just simple little card games you can play for you know various ages i mean and... it's turbo time it's turbo time. Is... <laughs> Shut up, you. What's the matter? Yeah, I'm, we might have Shut to. Shut up. What did I just tell you? <laughs> it's turbo man action. Shut up. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Something about the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh, shit, boss. Um, I know. They look cool. For for you know less than ten yeah. bucks, I'll pick up a Nightmare Before Christmas or Turbo Man. Yeah, Turbo Time. You know. Turbo it's Time. Turbo... That's the only one I want. And then I remember uh, Before Christmas would be cool. Chip and Dale is third on the list. Cookie Swap can go suck a big fat dick. And Princess Present Party is just too hard to say, so I don't want to have to say it multiple times. <laughs> uh, fucking alliteration, dude. People, love it. people You're fucking right. love it. Um, so as the celebration of Pokemon continues, because it's been around it will for never die. 30 years? Uh, 25. 25. Yeah. I knew it was 25, you know. Give or, give or take or something. They've been doing a lot of cool shit, and there was this one that kind of popped up. Uh, Yogabo, I don't know what that is, teams up with Pokemon Center to launch Beanbag Friends. Very cool, huge... Uh, uh, beanbag chairs that look like Pokemon. One is Ditto and the other is Snorlax, which if you're going to sleep on anybody, Snorlax is your dude. Okay, so two things. First of all, Snorlax is my dude. Um, I literally have him tattooed on my body. All right, but if you're looking at this website, all right, and look at the pictures of the girl laying on each of them, she looks so comfortable on the Ditto, right? And you scroll down to the Snorlax, and I'm like, this bitch is not comfortable on this Snorlax. She's just like, <laughs> like this thing might as well be filled with rocks, dude. <laughs> it is. She's like, like, did you that. take the picture? But you look did at the you? Ditto, and she's like smiling and sleeping, and she's like, you know, hugging up on him. And the Snorlax, yeah. she's like, get this motherfucker off of me. Like, He's got something in me right now. I need yeah. to move. 
Yeah. So it, as much as I love Snorlax, if I buy one of these two hundred dollar fucking pillows, which is insane, two hundred bucks for a beanbag chair. Look, it better be a quality beanbag because beanbags are expensive if you buy good ones, you know? But if my fat ass sits on this thing like three times and fucking styrofoam beads blow out the side of it, I'm going to be real pissed off for a $200 pillow. Oh, that was that was the worst as a kid because that was before they'd like put it inside of a fabric thing inside of the fabric thing. Now they're smarter and they have a bag within a bag. But like back in the day, it was like you'd unzip that and be like, oh, what have I done? Oh, yeah, you there's probably still some of those things in my lungs, you know, like somehow, some way they're going to cut me open when I die. And they're going to be like, well, he grew up in the 90s with styrofoam beanbags. (laughs) That's how it's going to (laughs) happen. But yeah, I mean, it's out there, though, 200 bucks. And if you love Pokemon, go for it. It's so insane. $200, $200, um, though. God it's, damn. It's, it's wild. Um, <sighs> but, you know, what are we? What are you going to do? They, they're, they're celebrating a, a, a big milestone and them being around and still killing it, you know? Yeah, that's, um, that's just fucking crazy. But uh, uh, so the makers of Spider-Man, the, the great PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man game, um, they're working on a Wolverine game and they released a trailer for it and there's not much to it. It's basically him in a bar. These guys start talking shit to him and he pops his claws. Pretty bare bones. It's a teaser. It's exactly what you wanted to be. It's like, Oh, what could I? Oh, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. And this is, we kind of talked about this in the beginning, I think, but this is insomniac doing it. So it's the yep. same people that's making the Spider-Man games, which if any if you played the Spider-Man game, guess what? Those games are fucking amazing. Like God. the combat system that they use, like everything that they did with it, the the movement speed, just phenomenal phenomenal games. So and good. for them to be like, "You know what? We're going to try Wolverine next." Perfect. Why not? Let me yeah. fucking let me fucking stab people and put them over my head like a fucking boss yeah no like that's all i want i want i want to do dope ass wolverine shit with spider-man's fighting system yeah cool and at some point you got to get like an x-men like some part of the x-men right it seems like they're slowly building to something like that but i'm i'm glad they're kind of taking their time and it really makes me like we with spider-man the great thing about it is just the fluidity of the game the fact that you can swing around and it just feels like you are Spider-Man. The difference with Wolverine, though, is he's much more of a ground character, and he's much more of like a, I'm just going to keep punching you until you stop moving. Yeah, like, I'm Whereas hard to Spider-Man, kill. <laughs> Spider-Man's like, thwip, okay, you're subdued, you know? So it really makes me wonder how this game is going to be different. I mean, clearly, it's a different character entirely, so that alone already sets it apart, and he's such an iconic character, and he's so fascinating, and he's got so many great stories. So it'll yeah, be wild. You almost think it's going to be more of a linear story than like Spider-Man was. Like Spider-Man was linear, but the the city was free roam. Yeah. You know? And so you think, you imagine that with the systems they made Spider-Man with, you give those to Wolverine, but you, you confine him to a lot smaller of a space where yeah. your storytelling is going to come more to life than your meditative free roam, because that's that's what Spider-Man was like. 
just f- it all, like you said, swinging around the city. Almost seems like the only way that you could actually do like side quests and that kind of thing is if you had it like Weapon X or if he was part of the X-Men where it's like during we- Weapon X when, you know, all that was going down, he was sent on missions. So maybe you could choose different missions and that. Are they going to do an origin stories with him? Eh, hard to say. Or are they going to be like, this is him just before he's with the X-Men? Like, I don't know. There's so many questions and we don't have enough to go off that. It's just, it's cool that it's being made, but it's also like so much speculation. What, that what are you, you going to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah no. what are the possibilities e- are? Either way, it's exciting because the developers Insomniac, awesome, makers of the Spider-Man games, and it's a fucking Wolverine game. Cool. Yeah. Give us a good Wolverine game. And guess That's... what? We're back in. Yeah, yeah. no, because that last Wolverine game, not good. It wasn't yeah. good. They try. It wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> but this seems cool. Hopefully it's awesome. It should be awesome. Insomniac can't miss. So so God of War, as everybody knows, puts out a new trailer. Uh, the big the big thing they reveal in it is that they have to find some help with this new threat. And so who do they turn to? The God of Thunder. The big controversy that everybody's kind of eh about is they made him a hefty dude, like a bodybuilder Thor, instead of the more like what we're used to the with Chris Krim. Hemsworth. Hemsworth, like, yeah. oh, flowing locks and all that. They made him look like you and I. You Which, know, <laughs> you know I, I've seen the argument on this, and people are just idiots, all right? Thor doesn't have to be sexy, because if you look at, you know, Nordic mythology, that is what that god would have looked like. Like, he would have been a big beer drinking strong as fuck mountain of a man you know yeah. and i'm good with it i i love yeah. the like north mythology and the nordic yeah right nordic nordic mythology Nor- nordic yeah, yeah. north yeah um love it. love it love it love it love it love it and i think they're calling this one ragnarok um awesome it's just i'll say the same thing i said when assassin's creed valhalla was announced it's just like cool give me that like I'm, yeah. I'm dope. Like Vikings, fucking Nordic mythology. Like I'm cool with all this, you know. And you're fucking Kratos and doing dope ass shit. Those games play really, really, really good too. Yeah. Um, that is going to be exactly what you expect it to be. It's going to be another cool ass God of War game that's going to look great on a PS5. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, people need to realize that Thor doesn't have to be Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, fuck you guys. This body right here. That body across the computer, even though I say I don't want to see it, I secretly might want to see it, and maybe you never know. But I mean, just know a, this is what raw power looks like. This is this is your your <laughs> power with a base that looks like it could handle, you know, something. Sometimes I'm glad most of our listeners I, are through the audio form and not through the video forms. Yeah, I know, right? Because they can just imagine us <laughs> like, I wonder. I wonder. Picture it, I'm six foot five with yeah. a nine pack. And just perfect bodies, and I'm black. Has that extra ab that is <laughs> yeah, like nine? Yeah. What? I'm I'm not black, by the way. I don't want to. <laughs> Speaking of cancel culture, um, um, let's see. Uh, oh, I put that in there twice. Um, uh, so you know how Middle Earth or Lord of the Rings released? Uh, uh. uh you know, they've got their long movies and then they have the hobbits that are three more movies that do the thing. They're doing something spectacularly awesome. They're releasing the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition, which has 31 discs. I just, and these are all Blu ray discs. They, they can hold so much. Yeah. On a Blu ray. Like, 
Look, I I watched um well this I got some some of the way through the director's cut of Fellowship the other day. Oh yeah. Dude, but, and hey. it really does make it better. Look, yes, it's a four hour movie, all right, but the scenes that they took out are so fucking good. And you're just yeah. like when you're watching that director's cut, you're just like this like the story was good. The the theatrical version is great, you know. But the director's cut is like, no, this fucking story is awesome. And yeah, there's a couple things in there that probably doesn't be in there, but all in all, like all the footage that they kept they they the movie could have been so fucking long and they shot the movie for it to be that long and we're like, yeah. well, we can't make it that long. We gotta <laughs> you know? take it down and then <laughs> It's it's uh, I imagine this yeah. costs a thousand dollars, two hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, um, it co- comes out October twenty sixth. What fascinates about this me is like you were saying, like Blu ray discs can hold a shitload of information. So like for them to have thirty one discs, that just tells me that okay, you might have like three, four, well six movie discs. That means at least fifteen ish discs of like behind the scenes shit making of shit I hope they do a gag reel dvd <laughs> right especially like with all, all the hobbit is. series with all the dwarves and shit like i bet it's this is cool yeah am i gonna spend 250 dollars for this no but if someone wants to send it to me i will be your friend forever let's see um uh let's see uh the set contains the films in both blu-ray and 4k so if you've got Nice setup. It also has pieces of memorabilia in the form of posters, cards, photos, and booklets. So it's uh, uh, it's just rad, man. Okay, so, something to talk about another time, but just reading this article. Um, at the very bottom, it says, in other entertainment news, Johnny Knoxville reportedly racked up $8.66 million jackass injury tab through the year. Holy shit. Nine million dollars of him just getting hurt. That's why. That's just him. That's away from the Middle Earth thing, but I thought that was interesting there at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, Entertainment News. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get me to click on something right there. It's like really, like I gotta check this shit out. <laughs> that seems like a lot of. That pain seems to go like through. a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. So, this is kind of the newest controversy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is making a new movie. And when John Leguizamo and, well, the other guy's dead. Bob Hoskins is yeah. dead. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, they've cast it, and uh, they, they cast the voice because it's going to be animated. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, it's probably now, a smart move, at least there's, there. There's rumors floating around, like it's going to be some like Space Jam type shit where that's going to start as the people and they're going to be playing, you know, mm. Super Mario Odyssey and Lightning Strike. And they're now they're in the game as their characters. Oh, so kind of uh, like Jumanji, the next yeah, level. Jumanji. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. But that's just rumor. Like we really don't know. Yeah. Uh, there there's we'll start with the controversy like you said people are not hype because they cast beloved american sweetheart chris pratt as mario uh i don't i don't fucking care i just i don't care i'm i'm 100% down for a mario movie like give me another good animated mario movie make it like the lego movie or something i don't care yeah uh, 
I like all the people in it. And it's probably not going to be awesome. It's going to be built for kids. And why not just bang down on the names? But there are a couple yeah. names that super stoked about. And Princess Peach. I've never seen anything that this girl's in. I still need to see The Witch. Um, But she's also in Queen's Gambit, I guess. It's like Annie. She's also in the um, New Annie. Mutants. Oh, okay. Annie Taylor on your, Green or something? Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya, Anya uh, Taylor-Joy. On, okay. Yeah, she's going to be Princess Peach, like you said. She was in Queen's Gambit. That's kind of the big thing that really kind of broke her name into the next level. Uh, she's a fantastic actress. Like, I'll give her that no, no doubt. Like, you can't deny what she's able to do. But uh, I don't know. The casting is what it is. Like, since it's going to be animated, it's like, is it that big of a thing? Who cares that, you know, what church Chris Pratt belongs to? It's like, does that matter to take away from the talent that he has. Yeah, I, I could care less what he does. He's also married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, and he's got a farm. He milks cows. Does it matter? Yeah. I don't care. He also fucking wrangles velociraptors. That's what I want yeah. him for. And he's fucking yeah. Star-Lord. And he's Andy yeah, he's, from Parks and Rec, and that's he's, awesome. He's he's the guardian of the galaxy, so just um, let it be. Yeah, we'll touch on a couple of these. Charlie Day. From Always Sunny in Philadelphia and many other things. Like, Charlie, Charlie Day's just fucking hilarious. Uh, cast as Luigi. Uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, I think, is fucking hilarious. That, yeah, you uh, post a, a little, a little gif, dude, GIF, whatever oh you want. Oh, my God. It's so, like, <laughs> if dude you watch laugh. it for, like, 30 seconds, you cannot help but lose your shit. Like, I, I had to stop watching it at one point because I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> if you watch too much, you'll start laughing like him. Um, Keegan Michael Key is Toad, which, what the fuck are you going to have Toad talk about? And But Keegan Michael Key, fucking hilarious, so I'm good with that. Um, Fred Armesian is Cranky Kong, which, the fact that you're already bringing out Cranky Kong for what in a Mario movie, I don't know, this is but. Wild. The amount of people they're throwing into this movie, like Cranky Kong is such a wild pull. It really makes me wonder what this grand vision of a story is going to be. Yeah, I, I <laughs> and Jack Black is Bowser. Okay. Good old fucking Jablinski is Bowser. Um, yeah, look, I don't I don't fucking care, man. I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah, it's it's one of those like. I have yet to find a reason to be like, no, I don't want to see it. Because it's like, if I'm all down for Sonic, I have to be down for Super Mario. And, you know, we'll, and we'll see how good. And Sonic turned out to be awesome. We'll see how good it is. We'll judge it on its merit once it gets put out. Yeah. If it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie. They won't make another one. Yep. Hopefully it's good. So we'll get more and maybe they'll whatever. But yeah, this comes out next Christmas, December 21st, 2022. Uh, so you got a while. I'm sure we'll see something on it. I'm, I'll be excited to see the first uh, the first trailer for this, just to see like what it's gonna be like. What what are we what are we getting with this? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, um, this was cool because this popped out at a Nintendo Direct. We weren't expecting this. You know, we had kind of heard about the movie, you know, being talked about, but haven't really heard anything. But Nintendo had their direct. This popped out, um, which was real awkward and goofy. Uh, but a couple other things I just wanted to touch on about Nintendo Direct, and I, I don't have anything pulled up, but uh, they released Castlevania Advance Collection, which is like the three advanced games, and for some reason, Dracula X. Um, but Aria of Shadows, 
apparently is one of the best Castlevania games out there. I've never actually got to play that one. Um, but it's getting expensive. Like they're saying it's like 50 to 80 bucks now. Uh, but apparently the, the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games were fantastic and people are really excited to get them on the switch. Now, Dracula X is Super Nintendo's version of Rondo of Blood, if I'm not mistaken, and apparently was not a very good, uh, like rendition of it. So sure. people are curious on why that's getting thrown on. Um, I've played Dracula X once before, but I cannot for the life of me remember anything about it. So we're gonna be playing that one, but I want to play Aria of Shadows or whatever. Um, because some of those ones look good. It's 20 bucks and they came out and was just like, it's out today. 20 bucks and you're getting four games. I mean, that alone, even if like some don't quite cut the mustard, that's still like, it's only 20 bucks. You're getting four Castlevania games. So that alone is kind of, yeah. kind of cool, you know? So why not? Um, yeah, they, so they put that out. Uh, they showed Bayonetta three for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that is cool. We got a quick trailer on that one. Uh, they showed Splatoon three. Which will be exciting because Switch just needs a multiplayer game in general. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I don't remember a lot of the other stuff. Nothing else really sticks out heavy in my head. But um, oh, and then the ActRaiser stuff—they released a bunch of stuff. A new ActRaiser, which is available now too. Um, old Super Nintendo game came out in like '91, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. But people were stoked about it. They changed some mechanics and stuff in the new one. I've never played the first one, so I don't really have any much to say on it. Uh, but people were super stoked. And apparently the soundtracks to ActRaiser games are fucking amazing. It's done by the same guy that does uh, Street to Rage, the original Street to Rage. Ooh. So people are stoked about the soundtrack. So hopefully it's it's good. And I'm going to have to go find ActRaiser and and try to play that. So Because apparently people are very hype on it. It's like an Angel and Demons game. Uh, but yeah, oh. I just want to touch on a couple of things from the direct because they did do some cool stuff, and that's where we ended up getting the cast film. Like people were not expecting it to come out, but it did. So Nintendo Direct is basically Nintendo's uh, uh, fandom, or exactly. But they do that... multiple ones a year. Like gotcha. this, this is how Nintendo updates everyone. They don't. They always do their stuff independently. Like you know, you're not gonna get. Like, even when they're at E3 and stuff, they have the Nintendo Treehouse, and they still call it a Nintendo Direct um, because they're not sharing with anyone, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, a, it's just their update thing. They do, like, three or four a year. They'll come out that's and just great. tell you what's coming up, and that's where they release their trailers and all their news and stuff. That's the way to do it. Have your own, you know, especially in this day and age, you just hold your own shit. Be independent like Nintendo. <laughs> ah. Um. A quick little bit of uh, interesting thing that we had talked about not too long ago. Christopher Nolan um, has decided he's going to do his next movie, uh, which is about uh, supposed to be about the atomic bomb. Uh, it looks like he's jumping ship and he's going to Universal. So they WB Warner Brothers lost uh, lost their dude because he'd been with them since the get go. Um, so that kind of sucks, and it just shows that they made a big mistake with. Uh, you know, the dual releasing stuff and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, cause it he is was what pissed it is. about that. Right. He was one of the big, oh. like forefront forerunners of, of that being bullshit. Yeah. He's very much in the camp of like movies are meant to be seen in the theater, but you know, what are you going to do? But I just wanted to touch on that. Cause that was just kind of a 
you know, we talked about it for so many weeks that I was like, well, here's kind of an update for the guy who's kind of been one of the more standout individuals with this whole thing. And and now uh, uh, Disney has kind of shown kind of the method that it looks like most are going to follow. Um, not all of them yet, but like where they release it in theaters, they wait about 30, 45 days, and then they'll release it on their streaming services, which kind of works. Yeah. So you got... You know, like Peacock's going to release Halloween Kills on the same date. So, you know, there's still going to be those outliers that still hold firm to what they want to do. Like HBO is going to do the same thing with uh, Look, Warner Brothers. I understand it. You know, you're taking money out of their pocket. But at the same time, that's not what you make movies for, right? Like it's the art form, not the fucking monetary value. As long as people are seeing your stuff, fucking be happy, rich ass piece of shit. Especially when you get paid to do it already. Just like, so much and, fucking money to do it, too. And they're giving you the freedom to make your movie. It's not like they're having you do, okay, you've directed, uh, it, you know, Inception. Now you have to direct this movie. You know, it's like, no, we're giving you the freedom to have carte blanche to make movies about World War One or, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you interesting. Know. We'll see where that goes. I mean, in a world where we... He, yeah, he, I mean, you can't deny his talent. He's definitely yeah. talented, but it's like, you know, be realistic with, especially with the times. You just got to be more realistic. Yeah, but, yeah, um, exactly. Um, in a world where, you know, directors are jumping ship and moving on, we also live in a world where we finally find out what Grimace is. And it sounds, it seems like Grimace, that big purple whatever the fuck McDonald's mascot, is a taste bud this oh, whole time. Okay. So I'm going to say two things. First of all, I, unnecessary, all right? Don't know. And for anybody watching the stream, this is why Rick doesn't get to fucking do shit. You give me a fucking USA Today website that's like, go ad free or allow ads. I'm not going to do either. I'm just going to click off and I'm going to Google this from somewhere else because fuck you, USA Today. All right? Like, fuck you. I have ad block and everything. Like, these assholes. And it's still just like, oh, we see you using ad block. Like, yeah, bitch, I shouldn't see your stupid ad. Like, get this shit on my face. And a taste bud? A taste bud. Who came out and said that? Because I can't read the uh, article, apparently. <laughs> uh, Brian Bates, uh, who's honored with uh, Outstanding Man. Sorry. Honored Outstander out- Manager. Yeah. <laughs> That's our title. That's our title. Who's the Outstanding Man- Outstanding Manager of the Year up in uh, up in Canada? Um, oh, they his, don't know anything for his for his leadership up in in COVID nineteen at his at his fast food chain. Maybe uh, I'm a fucking Timmy Hose. It's a taste bud, but he he basically came out and just spilt the beans. Basically, like yeah, he's yeah, he's a taste. He's he's a fucking taste bud. Like that's. He's just an enormous taste bud because somebody asked him, what exactly is Grimace? He just says straight out, he's an enormous taste bud. So uh, uh, McDonald's in a statement, this is what they uh, put out kind of as a, whether he's a taste bud or a milkshake or just your favorite purple blob, the best part about Grimace is that he means different things to different people. Whatever he is, we're just proud our bestie makes people happy. Fuck you, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's is like, hey, we never said hey, that. that. Brian, dude, he's no longer uh, a manager. You see this shit? You <laughs> notice how he just got fired for quarterly projections of next year. Yeah. But yeah, stupid story. I just had to share that and ruin people's lives. And... Yeah, it did not make me happy, and I think I'm worse off for hearing it. You're welcome. Thanks. 
um in not so local news uh we got a place for sale again i keep coming with you with these attractions on like business opportunities right Rhode Island <laughs> business opportunities. <laughs> I've tried this before with uh, with another fucking spooky place. Um, Rhode Island's most haunted house, the Conjuring property for sale for one point two million. Okay, like we get it, you know, and we just say, hey, you want you want to go get spooked? You want to turn it into a bed and breakfast? Then we have people stay there and earn that money back in no time. What do you think? I mean. I think you can go fuck yourself. I'm not getting yeah. within a state line ah. of this fucking house, dude. Ah, son of a bitch. Plus, like, all right. First of all, 1.2 million. You're like, you know people were possessed in this house, right? Like, and they're like actively, you know, you have to disclose it. Well, most states say you have to disclose it. All right. Currently, it's rented overnight to people who style themselves as paranormal researchers. The Heinzens, <laughs> which is the sellers. Uh, said they will be picky about who buys the house and not sell it to someone who wants to commercialize it beyond the overnight visits and day tours they run now. That's um, all we want. <laughs> interestingly enough, I think they should keep the house because the next line says, Corey Heinzen said he lives with post-traumatic stress disorder and that he's worried that late-night trespassers on the property may trigger an altercation. He's like, this fuck private property, bitch. This is how you catch these hands, all right? You ain't going to catch a possession, but he's like, you're going to fucking look it. Yeah. <laughs> he's constantly clapping at people like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it says the Heinzen said they will try to make it a condition of the sale that the new buyer will honor all overnight bookings, which they said are sold out through the end of next year. They said day tours will continue until at least Halloween this year. Um, I wonder what it costs, first of all, to stay in this place overnight. Um, And the thing is, is like these people want 1.2 million for it, right? If I keep with your conditions of overnight bookings and day tours, how long after buying this creepy ass fucking house would I make my money back if I can't do extra stuff? Yeah, it it does seem a little like wait, no, I'm buying this thing. Like, I can it, It's my property. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to allow you to tell me what I can do with my own property. If I want to burn this motherfucker down for 1.2 mil, I'm I'm going to burn it down. Yeah, like, cuz that's what I, Toby just, would do. Toby yeah. would like, "No, this is a place of pure evil. We I would need to sign the deed in the front yard and then just pour gas around it and be like, "Never again." Like the devil shall not haunt these fucking grounds. Like never again. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Satan. Like, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. What was the last one? What, what was, was the last? Yeah, what was the other house that you wanted to fucking sell me I, on? For, for the life of me, I can't remember what the hell it. I don't what it was. Remember it. But it, it was, was some sort of murder house. Like, oh shit, dude! It's only twenty five bucks for us to. To take a day hey, tour. Dude, it would take me years to make that money back. Now, okay, I'm not gonna do very good with it. Look, I've lived in my I lived in my new house for a month now, right? It's fucking four weeks today. I walked downstairs into the basement to do a podcast and it is fucking dark down here, yo, and like got scared. And I was just like, am I gonna be able to fucking handle having the studio down here? And like now that I got my headphones on, I'm just like, ah, fuck it, murder's my middle name, you know? But like <laughs> getting getting to the studio is is treacherous. Oh. And I'm like, could I stay a night in the conjuring house? Like knowing damn well like what the no, fuck no, bro. I got a strong mental game, but it ain't that strong. Like <laughs> I I'm not doing that. 
No. Uh, you shouldn't have told me that you're sitting in a dark thing because now I can do this. I'm like, what's that? What's that behind you? I can see my <laughs> fucking camera, dude. Like, okay, if, you, okay. if you think I ain't looking and rewatching recordings later to make sure fucking ghost bitches don't walk behind me, like, I fucking know. You can't see my EMF meter here, but we're ready. I'm go- I'm going to get in touch with Daisy so we can just start fucking with you. No, fuck you, Will. <laughs> no, she, look, she don't want to be hit, and that's what happens. <laughs> She wouldn't even have to be involved. She could just take like a cardboard cut out of Michael Jordan and have him slowly slip behind behind you. No, the way to get me would be to put the cut out in the middle of the basement. And mm, then and just let it be out and there. Then and then just turn because I leave the lights on, right? Okay. So like I could go open the door behind me right now and there'd be lights on in the basement outside of this door. Then all she would have to do is bring it down set it in the middle of the fucking basement room and then turn the lights off because the lights to the basement are on the opposite side of the basement by the staircase up. Right. And I'm on the far side of the basement. So I'd have to walk past like a silhouetted human. Oh, dude. Oh, my hair just stood up. Fuck you. Fuck that. Fuck her. I'll divorce and she can have the house. Right. (laughs) Uh, Back to the story. Uh, So for a day tour, one hour day tour, it's 25 bucks. Uh, to do weekend ve- investigations, it's one hundred twenty-five dollars per day. So, is that per person? Know, is that per group? It's per person. Okay, so it's two hundred fifty bucks if I want to stay a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, per person. Get yeah, eight so people. You know, that's two grand for a weekend. Still a fucking long way away from one point two million and <laughs> a fucking ghost house. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. We'll wait for the next spooky place to come up on the market, and I'll try and get you again. Yeah. Answers always no if you don't ask, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe one day. So, you know, you, there's wars happening everywhere, but the one that's really hitting close to home is the chicken wars, the chicken sandwich wars. Well, there's a new contender who's going to throw their walk in the ring. Oh, God. Hand them out. Next story. Panda Express is going to come out with a chicken sandwich, but theirs is different because it's their orange chicken. No, Taco Bell's is different because it's a taco, not a sandwich. Or, okay, or is it? Or yeah. is it? You're gonna give me an orange chicken? I'm not a big fan of orange chicken anyway. Like Daisy makes oh, no. great homemade orange chicken, but like if I'm ever at a Chinese restaurant, I'm never ordering orange chicken. Sure, I don't, sure, sure. I'm not a big fan of the sweet and savory. Uh, nor am I a big fan of Panda Express either. So this doesn't. Plus, the war's already been settled. All right. The America of the war already won, and that's fucking Popeyes. I don't need to try any other chicken sandwiches. Well, this is okay. this is so dumb. The why <laughs> why this is so dumb. Panda Express, you are Chinese food. They're like the sesame's chicken's not selling anymore. What can we do? It's like, well, sir, KFC and Popeyes made banging ass chicken sandwiches, and he was like, chicken sandwiches. He's like, we don't really have anything in sandwich form because this is a Chinese restaurant. All right, so he's like, "Fuck it, throw some orange chicken pieces and some pickles." Why do they have pickles? The pickles is weird. Why do they have pickles? It's because all the other sandwiches. Not have every pickles chicken on them? sandwich needs a fucking pickle. I don't eat pickles, so I don't need your pickles. And if I'm coming That's for orange it. chicken, the last goddamn thing I want yeah. on is pickles. Oh, I would lose my goddamn mind if I bit into this orange chicken sandwich and there's a goddamn pickle in it. Dude, it looks so stupid because, like, the sauce on the chicken patty, I don't know what that's for, all right? But I imagine that's probably pretty good because it's Panda Express, which means it's just sugar sauce. It's sugar sauce. I love the shredded lettuce. Like, that needs to be on more chicken sandwiches, okay? The pickles and then the wrapper that it's sitting on is fucking Chinese writing. 
And it's just like, this looks stupid. Like, I've never seen Chinese writing in a sandwich on the same fucking thing. This is stupid. This one's on you, not me. I'm not gonna, I'm not, can't, can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. Sometimes I just bring shit to the, to the show just to, to watch Toby lose. <laughs> this is much. gross, dude. Like, this, it's just fucking, it's just fucking unnecessary, you know? Like, Taco Bell's shit makes sense, right? Like, I, okay, cool. You put anything in a fucking tortilla, it tastes great. Uh, but it looks like it's from Taco Bell, okay? Popeye's chicken sandwich, greatest chicken ever. Uh, KFC's chicken sandwich, I'm sure is fine. I, I stopped at Popeye's. I was like, this is mine. All right, Chick-fil-A's fucking God chicken sandwich can suck a dick, though. All right, fuck Chick-fil-A. Okay, well, I got one last contender who's throwing his uh, weird head into the... I got nothing. Um, So, Jack the Box, they they have two chicken sandwiches coming out. Um, Is that a chicken gizzard sandwich? They actually released it last year, and they're just releasing it officially this year to help. Fuck, we missed the boat. the, <laughs> they were the riding that, at Popeyes, <laughs> but this is how they won um, the chicken wars. Is they actually went and bought chicken Alaska, so they own a town, so that way they can say they own chicken. Dude, Jack in the <laughs> Box, Jack in the Box. Oh my god! First of all, Jack in the Box is fucking good. All right, for anyone that's never had Jack in the Box, it's fucking good. It's open all it the goddamn good. time. You can order breakfast all day in any place that lets me order breakfast any time of the day. Fucking wins in my book. All right, but these motherfuckers went out and bought a town so they could say they own chicken. Yeah, fucking so, mic drop, Jack in the Box. They did it. Mic they, drop. They, I want some mini tacos and whatever chicken sandwich you got because I'm fucking in. Sold. Sold. See, Panda Express, go fuck yourself. Jack in the Box was like, oh, y'all can fuck it too. I own chicken. I'm not even a chicken restaurant. I don't even know what kind of restaurant Jack in the Box is. At this point, you can get mini tacos. You can get full-size tacos. You can get cinnamon twist, curly fries, regular fries, breakfast. Do you want breakfast during lunch? Yes. Do you want a breakfast lunch burger? Yes, you can get that here too. Cool. Do you want cheesecake? We have that. Do you want milkshakes? Got that too. All right. Jack of the Box is just like, ah, eh, Jack of Everything. all trades. Like, I don't fucking know. Jack of the Box was just like, what should we put on the menu? And the guy was like, every one of everything, one of everything that everyone else has. Like, that, that's what one, we want. <laughs> one stop shop. That's everything you need to know. They bought, uh, uh, so the story goes, Chicken Alaska up in Alaska. They bought it for 10,000 chicken sandwiches. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that because now I think it's a joke. Well, before come to I find think out, they actually fucking bought a town. There's like twelve well, houses there, or no houses. No, it's it's an actual place. Is it spelled uh, stupid like C K I K Z E N S T four? No, it's spelled chicken. <laughs> chicken. Uh, there's two people that own it: uh, Chicken Sue and her son Max. Um, Why is she like a- Chicken Sue and he's just Max? <laughs> It can't be there's, Chicken Sue and Chicken Max. Max Chicken? <laughs> there, chicken yeah, to right? the Max? Yeah. Chicken to the Max. Like that, I'd be like, that's my title, Mom. You could be Chicken Sue. I want to be Chicken to the Max. It just sounds like Chicken Soup every time you say it. I know. Chicken Soup? Uh, there's 17 um, residents in Chicken, Alaska. 
And um, as you would suspect, this was all. Just <laughs> they one don't big... have a grocery store, but now they have a Jack in the Box. <laughs> it's weird because they do like watch the video online if you get a chance. It's it's pretty funny. Like you know, uh, it turns out they didn't obviously really buy the town, but it is a real town. They're just partnering with this chicken Alaska place to kind of help help them recover after the pandemic, and they donated ten thousand dollars to them and trying to put them back on the map or whatever map they were on. Uh, previously you got 17 fucking people what could you possibly like where am i sleeping at fucking chicken sue's house like why the fuck would i come to chicken alaska i mean they've got they they actually do have like a like a chicken alaska general store they've got um like a knickknack store you're like you got you go to jack in the box and they're like, oh, Jack in the Box isn't open. So you walk back over to the general store and you're like, you're, you're like, Chicken Sue, what's going on with the Jack in the Box? She's like, oh, you guys want Jack in the Box? And they're like, yeah, but it's closed. And they're like, give me 10 minutes. And she just see her running across the street. She has the sign to open. <laughs> the big key ring. She's like, all right, which motherfucking key is it to get? Jack in the Box, that's right. Yeah, this is the gym. He's like, okay. This it's like, this the, is the, yeah, this the, the car garage. I'm pretty sure this is my front. That's uh, my that's well, my is, sex robot this is jonathan this is from fish alaska we can get rid of that one oh, shit. Okay. Fuck those like... guys. Nobody, nobody... <laughs> all right chicken alaska let's see here here it is yeah pedro dago oh this is just it, this is just canada it's just canada i mean you're like what is that east east of fairbanks they look like the friendliest people in the world though old max and chicken soup chicken soup <laughs> um yeah yeah yep i'm i'm good on this i am good on this (laughs) but uh i think they won it with the most creative pr yeah uh stunt like that that alone you have everybody talking what you actually bought it and then you realize oh no they didn't buy it but they did like donate some money to help this town and the town got into it as well and they just know how to play the game yeah it's just it's all a joke to them they know their food is low tier but they're advertising their burgers are actually really good i love i yeah i enjoy them yeah for sure i'm a fan of jack in the box um let's see panda uh, express re- go fuck itself though okay panda express go eat a eat a dick uh go go pre-order this star wars the black series george lucas and Stormtrooper trooper disguise if you're interested at uh entertainment to earth.com this is uh, it's cool ba- though it's basically George Lucas and Stormtrooper sh- shit. Uh, Twenty seven dollars. It's really rad. I had to talk about it. Um, looks like it'll come in March of next year. Obviously, yeah. And it's a, it's a six inch figure. It's in the blister pack. It's a Kenner. Like no, everything is everything about this is dope. Yeah. So I'm cool with this. Uh, it's just really cool. They they th- finally threw George Lucas into the fucking because uh, 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 I don't think he's had a, a figure made of himself. No, because why would history. you? But of all the stuff that he's touched yeah like it's cool that they did it this way where you can put the helmet on you know i wish the they smart- would have just called it a george lucas toy and not allowed the helmet to come off so you just had to assume it was george lucas in the centuries <laughs> everybody's like is it is it <laughs> one of the smartest things he did in the beginning of of getting this movie made is that he kind of forgave his salary or something for merchandising rights for star wars and as anybody knows, he went and made action figures. He put the name on everything you could possibly put Star Wars onto, and that's really where he made a lot of money. That's crazy um, to think about, right? He just had the foresight to be like, ah, you know what? Like, 
y'all keep the money, I'll make the movie. But if we merchandise it, I want to keep it. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Nope. They're like, nobody fucking merchandise. What, gonna, you have it's, a, it's like, a t-shirt or two. Ooh. Yeah, it's a live action fucking space film. Like, it's not a cartoon, yeah. bitch. Like, we're not making yeah. toys of this. No. And now and, he's a billionaire. Fucking creates those <laughs> little figures. Um, yeah, just kind That's of cool. a fun thing. Yeah. You know, toys. We like toys. And in our final final little bit of news, we've been talking about this thing since the get-go. It got released uh, yesterday that Cos Bonita is getting sold for $3.1 million to our boys, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Well, I guess the next time we talk about it, it might just be us going there and be like, look at the improvements. Yeah, Bart's Cave is so big. <laughs> the food tastes good. Um, dude, they fucking did it. Like, they did they it. They fucking did it. It started as a rumor. They fucking did it. They bought it. They like our boys own fucking Casa Bonita now. Like that's amazing. This and for three point one million, I feel like that was almost affordable for us. Like if they if that if they'd have been upfront about what we could have bought Casa Bonita for, we could have go funded us a Casa Bonita. You know. Yeah. Just you know. And look, they're they're about to make nine hundred million dollars over the next however many years. Like they're like three point one chump change, bitch, sun check. Yeah, they're like, G- give me that. No, you're, you're give me that hot, hot cliff diving, you know? Yeah. Well, you know the owners are like, first of all, I can't afford it. Like, and if I'm gonna sell it to anyone, I just sold Casa Bonita to the fucking South Park guys. Of course, you're yeah. gonna say yes to that. Yeah. It's like, oh, who could afford it? Oh, these guys could definitely afford it. And so. who's going to treat it the way that it needs to be treated? I don't know. How about the people that have kept it on the fucking map for the last 10 years, you know? Yeah. It's like you guys, we're filing bankruptcy. Might as well, uh, you know, get a little bit of kick pot, kickback out of the deal. And uh, good for them. But that we had to cover that because this is the story that will never die as long as it's Casa Bonita and the South Park creators. Like, it's so great. It's um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Oh, that's right. So, post-apocalyptic worlds. One covered in water. One a desolate wasteland with no oil. Who would win? The Fishman, the Mariner, versus Mad Max. Uh, I love your fucking movie hero voice. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> it gets me so excited every time I hear it. Uh, I have an easy answer for this one. Um, I love Kevin Costner. I love Kevin Costner. Waterworld is just not as fucking cool as Mad Max. Like, it's just not. You know, the concept is neat, all right? But first of all, fuck that. Like, that's just too much goddamn water. It's so and, much water. Like, imagine how pruny most people would be. Like, just getting Ugh. used to the pruny skin. Um Ooh. But you could go either Mad Max, like I don't care, Tom Hardy's or Mel Gibson's, and oh, those yeah. just look like hard ass motherfuckers, you know, yeah. like leather bearing fucking race car, muscle car driving fucking badasses. I love the um, like how like these are two different movies, but they're not because it's basically the only thing that separates them is water, like. The outfits are all kind of the same, kind of this like leathery. Way, way too much clothes considering the conditions that you're currently in, right? Like one of them's in the desert with no water, one of them's with all water. And for some reason, they're all wearing a grip of fucking clothes. Yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> such... I watched that Waterworld again recently, and it's like, 
it really is a hard movie to get through because it is just for as action-packed as it is it's slow it is yeah it's and a long like, movie if i remember yeah it's and it's just not interesting but it should be because you're like it's water world okay they get they're trying to find land but then it's like oh boy i don't know i agree mad max all the way this is a pretty straightforward one like when i thought it up i thought oh maybe who knows the yeah i mean look because the hard part about this fight is where do you make them fight because like the mariner if i remember right like he's like uh he's all fucked right like he can breathe underwater and shit he's a mutant he's got gills he's got webbed feet so yeah, he's yeah 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 super swimmer so like if you put him anywhere close to water like it's an easy fight right like mad yeah. max is like what the fuck is this liquid shit you know and the mariner's like flipping around like a dolphin but you put him in the desert and now the mariner's like well i'm just a normal person like it's... and mad max is about to beat my face into the rock like <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're both like put them in mud. Very, very <laughs> much like yeah, exactly. L leave me, you know, leave me alone. I'm just doing my thing. If you mess with me, I'm gonna mess with you back. You're not gonna like it. Yeah. So the it's all so similar. Like there are two movies that are the exact same, except that one's really good and they've made a whole franchise out of it, and the other is Waterworld. That's the butt of every uh, a joke about flops. Um. But, like, it's interesting for the different Mad Maxes because the first one's, like, it's all about gas and running out of that, and that's kind of what they're in the search for. And then, like, you get to Tom Hardy's, and it seems like they have an abundance of gas because they've got dudes shooting fucking guitar flames and, like, how much yeah. gas can we use in one <laughs> shot? And, but they're looking for water, which is kind of, you know, it's like, okay, that makes much more sense. But then again, it kind of does. I don't know. It's all. Yeah. Fun. It doesn't it's matter because it's just about a bunch of badasses kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> right. Watch this uh, yeah. car flip. I think Mad but... Max is cooler, and he would win in a fight. Yeah, he would win in a fight. And all I can say to that is ski do. Um. <laughs> well, that'll bring us to the last part of the show, and and this one's kind of an interesting one because I kind of proposed this question to you a couple weeks back, and. It's changed over the course of the, the weeks because it is a difficult question. And with episode 50, we kind of just wanted to talk about like nostalgia and like what we think nostalgia is and where what we think nostalgia is going to be kind of years from now. You know, like what today or in the last, you know, however long that we determine, which is what we're probably going to discuss here is you know, what's something I'm going to look back 20 years from now and be like, oh, do you remember? Even though I'll only be 50. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I would talk like a normal person, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the first the first question I want to ask you is like, do we have to put a time frame on like what is nostalgic? Like, could I be nostalgic about something from last year? Or is this is there like a time limit, like a like a statute of limitations of nostalgia? And what you would consider nostalgia. That that's that's the million dollar question. Like when does something become nostalgic? Like, oh, remember in twenty twenty all the time we had off from work. Remember being furloughed? Like that's not something to be nostalgic yeah, about. I'm but... super nostalgic about not having to work. <laughs> like this is awesome. <laughs> it's kind of great, but then it's also like 
I, it's hard to say. Like, it, is it something that's in the recent? Like, how recent of a past does it have so to be? So, I'll, I'll bring up an example, right? So, we, I think both of us brought a couple things that we we kind of want to talk about and stuff that we would maybe consider uh, for a future nostalgia. Something that I'm going to look back on and be like, oh, I remember those days. Damn, those were good days, right? Yeah. So, one of the things that I wanted to bring up that it kind of goes with like. I feel very nostalgic about it, but yet it is also still around. So it's it's tough to be like, is this nostalgic? All right. And that's World of Warcraft. Right. Mm. So when I first started playing World of Warcraft, I was 17 years old. Right. World of Warcraft came out in 2004, released in 2005. And it's 2021. The thing is, is World of Warcraft is still around and still current. Yeah. It is still getting updated expansions and patches and it is still a very big game, and if you're watching the live version or the video version, I have a collector's edition World of Warcraft right here. Fuck, you've been seeing the goddamn horde tattoo for months now, right? <laughs> but I remember like the like friends first getting me into WoW and being like, "This is all I'm gonna fucking do," you know? I'm just gonna fucking so like those nights where it was like, you know, fucking game fuel and pizza and Mountain Dew and twelve hour sessions of. <laughs> leveling and pvps and just stuff like that whereas i still you know i don't have the nights like i used to when i had no responsibilities you know but i still have that feeling and that want to like come home and be like you know what fuck it tonight i'm doing this like i'm gonna run this you know and but i can i consider it nostalgic since i still play it you know and but it feels like i can right like i feel nostalgia for wow and it's one of the big reasons why like i come back to wow because just like heroin you just chase that feeling of what it used to feel like now and currently i can still play it it'd be the same reason we went back and played a super mario 64 exactly yeah it's um yeah i agree it's it, it is a, that one's in a weird like because it is it's still new but it is something that's been around for a while, and it's it's the same thing. It's not like it's a, a World of Warcraft five or something like. Yeah. It's not like it's it's the same or WoW Classic game that I it's mean, always been. Like Blizzard literally did the thing that people wanted to do, and they brought back what everyone thought they were missing, and that's with WoW Classic. So they came out and was just like, "Cool, like you guys want vanilla WoW, which is the first iteration of World of Warcraft." They're like, "Boom, here you go." Have at it. Like, so they put out WoW Classic. And now they just put out uh, WoW Classic, The Burning Crusade. So they're redoing, like, they're pretty much re-releasing the game 15 years later to these people that think that they want that original. That's wild. Like, the cultural impact that this game has had, like, the fact that it's been featured on, obviously, not just South Park, but, like, it's a touchstone. Like, if you want to talk about huge multiplayer games this is the one you point to because it's the og original like everybody from around the world could come play this thing and play it together and like run raids and do all this other shit like it's not just the simple like it's a really great game it's like this thing is a touchstone of like old school gaming that has continued to thrive but it makes me wonder do you think it'll ever get to the point where they just shut it down especially with like recent events at blizzard a hundred percent a hundred percent. You can see the fall of WoW happening right now, you know, and 
do I think it's going to stop in the next three to five years? No, but eventually it's going to be more upkeep to keep it running than it is the player base playing it, you know, like to a certain extent that, that teeter totter is going to tip and it'd be more of a hassle to keep it going than to keep the small percentage of the fan base happy and leaving it. And it's one of the big problems with, you know, where we're kind of going in games and these games as a service, because eventually they just leave, you know, like you look at a game, like, I mean, fuck, you could point to a lot of games, but I've been playing destiny two lately. And you look at a game like Destiny 1, and the servers are offline. The game is only an online game. You can't put in the Destiny disc and expect to play through the Destiny campaign, you know, because it's just not there anymore. Like, yeah, your disc is literally just useless. Like, in 10 years, you're not going to be able to put that disc in and be like, cool, let's, let's just play the campaign. Like, we can't play multiplayer or anything, but we can play the campaign. It's like, no, you can't. You know, and World of Warcraft's going to be the same way. Like, once the servers go offline, there's no, there's no more World of Warcraft. You know, unless someone gets the code for it, I guess. Do you think it's possible to be nostalgic for something you can't necessarily go back to? Fortunately, we've got, you know, the update from VHS, the DVD, to Blu-ray, to whatever the future, to streaming. Like, we've got ways to go back and watch old movies. We've got ways to go back and play 8-bit games. We've got ways to go back and see some, but for these more modern games like Destiny, which is a good example, where it's wholly online, and if they're stopped, just stop updating it, stop patching it, and they're just done, can you be nostalgic? Will somebody in, in 10 years from now go, oh, remember Destiny? You know, Wasn't that game badass? I 100% think that people will be nostalgic about it, and and the thing that sucks about that is you'll never be able to recreate it. Like It'll never be recreated. Destiny, for all we know, could still be around at that time, but that original iteration, the the game that really started it all, you know, chances are won't be. And unless Bungie themselves decide to be like, hey, which they are kind of doing, you know, they are re-releasing some of the original raids from Destiny 1, but that, that initial feeling, that patch, you know, when everything felt right in that original game will never be back around because it's always going to be either future iterations of the game or it's just not going to be around at all because whether Bungie isn't around or the Destiny servers get shut down or whatever it may be, you're just never going to get that back. And there's no reason for a company like Bungie, you know, unlike WoW, who has been around for so long, you know, Destiny is always just going to be built to be better because they yeah. have to change it, whether it be graphics or technology. Whereas World of Warcraft was so good for what it was that they just they didn't need to change it it's not graphically yeah. advanced anymore you know like you can run wow on a bullshit computer still like you could then you know so yeah. it, it'll be interesting because some of that stuff is it's just going to be gone um but that kind of brings up the first one that i want to talk about right since we're kind of talking about games and and this stuff there's there's a certain style of game that's out today that i think eventually whether it be the fact that we're going to eventually phase out a console and a controller in hand style of gaming for favor of VR and virtual reality and stuff like Ready Player One, right? Um, I think games in general are getting easier. And not necessarily the gameplay may not be, but most games, excuse me, most games have the option to change a difficulty setting, right? Yes. But then you get a game like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or Sekiro where 
they're intentionally just making their games brutal. Like, yeah. they're just brutal. You don't get to be like, you know what? I just want to beat Dark Souls' story. Like, I'm going to crank it down. We're going to put it on easy. We're going to burn through this. They're yeah. like, the fuck you are. <laughs> you know? They're like, welcome to, like, all aboard the murder train, right? And I think over the course of time, we're going to lose games like that, especially with with the culture, kind of the way that it's going, and everybody wanted to be you know, all inclusive and this and that, which, you know, is great. I don't want it to to sound like I'm just like, no, fuck those people. We don't want to include them anyway, because that's not what I'm saying. But th- those games are fun for a reason. And it's because they're unforgiving and you, you know, you have to have some sort of skill set to do it. And it's not for everyone. They're, not every game is for everyone, you know? And I think eventually over time, because of the shift in society and how people are, you know, trying to do certain things, I think we're going to eventually lose that style of game. And every game we come out with will either be easily beatable or will come with some sort of, you know, difficulty scale, which, look, have I ever beat a full Dark Souls? No. Do I still enjoy getting my ass kicked in Dark Souls from time to time? Yes, because the game is fucking good and it's challenging. And when you actually do something or beat something that you've been working on, like it, it's rewarding where... Because if you go through every game that you ever play on easy, like, yeah, you'll get the story. And if the story's good, great. Awesome. If you had fun with the game, even better. But there won't be that, like, sense of accomplishment, you know? Yeah. And I, I think later on in, you know, in the years, and especially as games advance, that nostalgia for, like, do you remember when games were hard? Like, that they, they, you could, you know, they, they're just, they were just hard. You yeah. know, Ghost and Goblins. Yeah. You look at yeah. Ghosts and Goblins, and it's like, go fuck yourself. Like, play that game yeah. as a 30-year-old when we were playing it as six-year-olds. And it's just like, fuck you. This game sucks. Yeah. Like, but when you actually beat Ghost and Goblins, if you ever did, you were like, fuck, and I'll never do that again. But that was fucking awesome. It's a you fucking, know? It's, it, there's something to be said that. There's something kind of nostalgic about, like, Dark Souls and those kind of more modern games that are, like, throwing back and hearkening to, you know, old-school games, Genesis games, Nintendo games, whatever that were like, you don't have a safe spot, so you need to do this run and not die. Because if you die, guess what? (laughs) Back at the front. Yeah, all that stuff that you were like, fuck, that was hard to get through, do it again. And it would take a skill to be able to go like, okay, so let's see, I jump on the hippo, and then it's the giraffe that's going to spring me over the the tree. Got it, okay. And you do learn, and you get better, and and once you beat that, even just one level, you're like, fuck, yeah, I did it. And yeah. it felt like accomplishment where if you, like you said, if you go to the accessibility things and make everything super like to your needs to the point yeah. that you're just like, oh, well, this is a walk in a park. It's a really cool story. The graphics are great, which at this point isn't that hard to do, really. Like you have to have a challenge to a game. But, you know, for some, some people just do want to just pick it up and get lost in a story. And that's great, too. You know, if but if you want that, just go watch a movie and. You're getting basically the same experience, but it's a good call, man. It's um that kind of feeds into like my first one I want to talk about at least, maybe not the first, but like it's kind of a two parter where it's like physical copies of games and um on top of that like physical game shops. Like they're slowly getting phased out. I mean, we've seen it with like GameStop. They're they're shuttering stores. They're they're not doing nearly as good as they are, and that's just because of business practices. But, like, physical games are just becoming something that 
you have to go through like li a limited run to get them Ooh, because I didn't even think about what you're because here, it's right? all it's all it's all going to digital and that's I mean hell we've got it now we're like Xbox is coming out with a digital only systems and like you can't even put a physical disc into the things so I don't know it's an it's an interesting sort of change you know it's one of those things that's scary for someone like me right because mm -hmm. as you can see behind me i have a collection of physical video games it's one of the things that i love just about collecting in general is i like to have stuff you know i'm one yeah. of those people and the get, thought, get that yeah the thought of like you know all of your collectibles and stuff being digital you know skins and fortnite Stuff like that, whereas it's just like people put values on them and they're rare in their own sense. And there's stuff that you'll never be able to get if you didn't get it when it was there the first time. It just does not scratch the same itch for me because it's no. not something like, like if the power goes out, I can't play with it. Yeah. You know, if if, you know, I lose Internet, what am I supposed to do with that? And given if the power goes out, I can't play any of these fucking things either. But you're 100 percent right. Like. When it comes to something like that, you know, eventually we are going to get to a point where it's pointless to do anything but a code. You know, if yeah. I can type in a code and just have the game and, you know, when when Internet's fully accessible. And that's a big reason why it hasn't been completely phased out yet is because mm -hmm. some places just don't have good Internet and they can't download, you know, 130 gigabyte games onto a fucking PS4. Yeah. So. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree. There'll be a point where even just owning a physical copy of a game will be nostalgic. It'll be one of those things that, like you said, there'll be a place like Limited Run that, you know, feeds onto stuff like that. And all it is is a program dumped on whatever form of cartridge or something you want, you know. And it, it'll be a sad day because we are. Slowly but surely, we're phasing it out. And, you know, to me, if I'm going to pay full price for a game, I want I want you to give me something. I'm you know, if I'm not going to get a case to put up on my shelf and be able to display what games I have, then why the fuck am I paying so much money for it? Yeah. You know? And I understand why we're paying money because, you know, the people that are making the game need to get paid. Yeah. And they and they yeah. need to get paid more anyway. You know? But it's one of those things. Like, even if all you're going to give me is a code, give me a case with the fucking yeah. code in it. You don't have to give me a disc. But give me something so I can display the fact that I have something, you know? Like, I have this. Yeah, especially like as especially game shops kind of go by the wayside because there's not physical copies or physical items that they can show people. They're just going to be like, you know, game distributors, you know, the big guys will just be like, hey, we'll just partner with Target or, or Walmart Amazon. or Amazon. If they're going to have anything physical, they'll be like, you'll put it in on your shelves, right? Yeah, we'll hold two copies. Yeah, or, you know, you know we'll ship you the code when you buy it and eventually the case will show up like we're yeah, just yeah you had to check a box when you ordered it like do you want a physical case like yes fuck yes you know and it's just like cool here's your code like cases on the way i could see them still doing like the big collector boxes where they're like uh you know 60 bucks you get a case we'll send it to you but for 200 bucks we'll send you an empty box that has the case and the statue and the dog tags and the yeah or for you know 60 bucks here's the game code and for 200 dollars we'll send you uh the game case with the yeah. collector's disc in it in parentheses and asterisks disc includes nothing just for display purposes only you know exactly. but it has a fucking disc in there yeah that'll be what it comes to it's 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 unfortunate to see like 
yeah, GameStop's, you know, they do some business practices that aren't great, but they do, they still are a place that you can go and at least there's buy game, merch and, and they're games. on there. And, and, and one of the worst things they did, they bought Think Geek, one of the best geek stores out there. And then they just kind of dumped it. And it's like, what the fuck did you do? You had a really cool company. And then you're like, nah. They were like, we just didn't want Loot Crate to have it. <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know? like, basically, yeah. That's, that's 100%. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a bummer to see that kind of go, but like kind of carrying on our conversation of like what constitute, um, nostalgia is one thing that, you know, being a lifelong Marvel fan and with the current run of like Marvel movies being so great, like eventually that train's got to slow down. Like they're going to start having movies that are like less than great. Right. Or maybe they won't, but fingers crossed. I hope they never do. I mean, they've but got like, a, they've got a big bank of people that they could make dope shit for, you know, like the superhero bank. And especially on the Marvel side is it's vast. You know? Yeah. Like we're still hearing about people like, who the fuck is that? You know, no, Sh- Sh- Shang Chi, like nobody knows. No. That's like your third, fourth tier character. But like, He's making bank. And yeah, like, they were like, hey, like, we need something to, to support the Asian community. Like, what do we yeah. got? And they're like, uh, Shang-Chi and the Seven Rings. Duh, like, let's he's, go. Make it. He, he He's a fucking dope-ass martial arts guy. Hell and, yeah. And from what I've heard, the kung fu and that is, like, next level. So. Yeah, I heard, it, I heard it's pretty good, you know? And, I mean, you think that they could, they could really go anywhere with that stuff. And it's like, oh, well, we want to stay within the Spider-Man universe. Like, let's do a Doc Ops origin story. Yeah. Cool. You know, let's do a Magneto, whatever spinoff. You know, they yeah. could, they could go so many places, even away from the superheroes, and just fucking do villains. I mean, you look at it with the new Spider-Man, uh, Let There Be Carnage, and it's just mm. like, first of all, one of my favorite characters in all of comics ever is the Venom and Carnage series. You know, Spider-Man, cool as fuck. I think he's one of the best superheroes ever made. But Venom and Carnage are the two greatest villains you know, quote unquote villains to yeah. come out of a superhero. Like, you know, Venom and Cartage to me is the fucking Joker to DC. Like that's just, it, they're, it's just iconic. And it's one of the coolest fucking things they've ever done. I mean, it makes sense. Cause like Batman and Spider-Man, the biggest thing they have in, in common is that they've got this rogues gallery that is just unbelievably great. There's yeah, there's some of them aren't, aren't the best, but like, they're still kind of interesting, but like Venom alone, like, that character has been through so much different thing. And he's kind of in this weird space where he's not a bad guy. He really is an anti-hero who just happens to lean more into like, I'm a bite your face off, you know? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it makes it really cool. And so it's like, what's the logical step? Let's take uh, uh what, what would happen if the symbiote jumped onto a serial killer? Oh, watch out. You know, so, but, um, yeah, no, it, make, it makes me wonder, like, I'm nostalgic for the original Iron Man's and stuff, yet I'm excited to see what the next phase is, you know, who's going to take up that mantle, so to speak. And, you know, like, yeah, is it, it's an interesting conversation, right? Because, like, when we were watching those original movies, like the original Iron Man's or even like the Incredible Hulk when it wasn't or mm. Hulk when, it, you know, when it was Edward Norton. And it's like, yeah. we didn't realize then what they probably had plans to do. And especially with Iron Man, Iron Man's the best example because that really, truly that was... probably is the start of the MCU, you know? Yeah. And it is it is cool because just like a World of Warcraft, you know, those movies came out 
a lot 10, longer ago. 11, Twelve years ago, something maybe like that. more than that. I think. I think Iron Man's like two thousand two. 2008 oh is it for the original iron yeah. man okay so yeah. 13 years it's know, still 13 years though like it's that's, still 13 years it's accomplishment here we've got 24 25 26 movies whatever it is at this point and it's like and they keep going and they keep building and they make it not necessarily bigger 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 because like ching chi goes a different way where from what i've seen it seems like it's a smaller movie whereas like the eternals is like galaxy yeah. huge you know that kind of stuff so it's still interesting that they're doing things that make us come back and be like they're doing the eternals what the fuck you know yeah. like they're pulling on these characters that like were nothing like originally doing the avengers uh, Cap uh, captain america and iron man it was like really you're gonna do them all right we'll see what you do and then yeah next thing we know we're all like yes <laughs> give us yeah, more give me more yeah exactly and you know i think you're right i think you know i think nostalgia personal is is up to yourself like if you feel nostalgic on it then who's to fucking tell you that it's not nostalgic or nostalgia or that there's an age range for what nostalgia is there's stuff i didn't learn how to do you know until five years ago like disc golf for example like big mm. i love playing disc golf and am i nostalgic for what it feels like like yes every time i get up in the morning where i'm like oh i get to go play a fucking new course today like, this is going to be fucking amazing, you know? And it's something that's new to me. And if I think it's fucking, if I'm, you know, building nostalgia for it now, even though it's so new to me, then who the fuck can tell me it's not, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's such a, a weird thing. Like, what to define, like, when is nostalgia? When does it become nostalgia? What, is it just recent memories? Or, like, I don't know. It's just looking back on something that you're like, man, that had an impact on my life. That's a good way to put it. Boom. Right. It had an impact on my life. All right. So that's going to bring me to my next one. Right. And we're going to talk about, I, I realized the two things that I kind of brought to the table to talk about nostalgia um, are both like social, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to virtue signal or throw my social commentary, but both of them kind of are, you know, talk about the hard games and us trying to cater to people for accessibility, which fine. I, this was like my initial thought for future nostalgia and it's a show like Rick and Morty. Right. Oh. So, and we can kind of group a lot of these things in. you can group the Simpsons, you know, a family guy and American dad, but Rick and Morty to me is such a, like just one of the best hands down, just TV shows, not just animated, not like, you know, just one of the best TV shows because that show touches on so many things that oh. there's no reason for it to fucking touch on. It has no right to make me feel the way that I do watching it sometimes. And not all of those times are necessarily politically correct. You know, like Rick and Morty really pushes the envelope on. Yeah. Like you're pretty close to not being able to get shown on TV, let alone Cartoon Network. Yeah. You know, so it's like. <laughs> It's one of those things where, you know, I think eventually like that's going to be too saucy and that's going to be something that you can't just catch on cable. Like you're going to have to fucking go to a, you know, a rotten.com type of site to catch a fucking episode of Rick and Morty that going to make you laugh, might make you cry, might make you think about your fucking existence or the existential dread of death. You know, yeah. like that show really just kind of, is a jack of all trades while 
being so fucking smart you don't even realize Truly. how good it is you know and it's smart on so many levels like not just on like the science fiction kind of level of it all but like it's able to pull pop culture into it like the fact that this is a show that couldn't have been made 10 years ago because it needs simpsons it needs family guy yeah. it needs south park it needs all those to build a foundation of pushing that envelope just a little more just yeah. a little more what can and we get you, away with you need cartoon network to come along and then all of a sudden be like you know what if we had an adult division adult swim gets born and they push the envelope they keep pushing and then here we are like if it wasn't for star trek and star wars and all the other science fiction things you wouldn't have rick and morty so it's an interesting like they pull like the fly is a huge influence on rick and morty because yeah. they do a lot of that kind of body dis yeah, stuff but it's an incredible show because it it it's not a way it's not afraid to shy away from tough fucking subjects. Yeah. What's it like to be the person who is the person who breaks up with somebody else? That Rick and Morty and and the Captain Planet type gal. Yeah. What's oh You're yeah like, the Vindicators. Ugh. And it's just like holy crap, having to be that guy who's like be that person who's like we're not good together. We have to. Uh, we have to go away. Yeah, and the way they touch on hurt. divorce and the kids just not caring and, you know, everything from, like, when, when Morty buries himself and, like, <sighs> just, ha like, the show just gets so real and, you know, at the same time, it's one of the funniest animated shows I've ever seen, but I've walked away from Rick and Morty episodes and been like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what? 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 why why like you know it's like watching the conjuring and me having to go watch moana afterwards like there's times where i'm like walk away from a rick and morty episode that i've seen 12 times and i'm just like the fuck like i i i'm gonna go play hello kitty's island adventure now you yeah, know just yeah. so i can you know not slip my wrist while i'm laughing hysterically you know <laughs> like it, it's one of those weird things and you know, like I said, I bring it up as a future nostalgia because I do, you know, I hope in my heart of hearts, I hope that, you know, we stop caring so much about about making certain groups happy. You know, uh, let's go back to majority rules. Hey, if most of the people fucking like it and a small population of you don't go fuck yourself, you know, mm. and there's there's certain things that we're not going to have to, you know, that we're going to have to to push that on you know like i'm not talking about women's rights or political activism or anything else i'm talking about entertainment if yeah. i find it entertaining why should i be punished with something that i like because you know so and so over here is offended well hey guess what don't watch it this isn't for yeah. you this one's for me exactly you know some people watch black on white porn some people watch fucking lesbian porn I'm not here to judge because I have my own shit that I watch. All right. I'm not going to tell you that you can't, you know, choke yourself out while fucking grabbing your dick, watching two midgets, fuck a grandpa. Like <laughs> not my problem. Yo, do I think it's weird? Yes. Okay. It doesn't get me off, but if it gets you off, who the fuck am I to say, you yeah. know, and I'm hoping, and I think we do kind of see like culture, you know, turning on that a little bit and they're just kind of getting sick of that mm -hmm. cancel culture and stuff. And you and I kind of yeah. discussed this and, or maybe it was me and someone else, but you, you kind of see it where finally people are just like, you know what? Like, fuck them. Like, we don't need to make them happy. It's not, it's not doing anything but hurting business for the people that enjoy it, you know? And it's like, just so we get, don't get bad PR. It's like, if people like it, they're going to watch it, whether you have good yeah. PR or bad PR or what, you know? So 
I, I just wanted to bring up Rick and Morty because that's something I think I'll look back on, you know, 20 years from now, the same way that I sit around and watch Rugrats or Rocket Power or something like that. In 20 years, you know, I'll be 52 and I'll be scrolling through YouTube of the future and be like, oh, shit, fucking Vindigators 2. You know, like, I remember this episode, like, we're going to watch this and it's going to be fucking wild. And I'm going to be like, what the fuck? fuck like why why were we watching this back then it's so awesome it's, but it's fucked you know it's it's weird because <clears throat> like you said culture changes and like you know some stuff definitely like maybe we don't need to do gay jokes maybe we don't need to do that but you could talk about the subject but do it in a respectful way and i think that's one of the biggest things that rick and morty does is that they're able to take these tubs tough subjects but do it in an entertaining way that makes you think about it from a different perspective where you're not just you're not beating over the head with it but they kind of teach you a lesson almost like the old gi joe the more you know but they do it in a way that you just you just accept it and they and they do it with fart 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 jokes and and you know like oh there's more you know rick's naked again so we'll just blur it out but like it's... Yeah, and it, like even things like that where he's like, "Oh, you never seen a dick, Marty." He's like, "Don't be a prude," you know, and just like <laughs> shit like that where it's like, it, they're just teaching you to not give a shit. Like, don't take yourself so goddamn seriously. Like, it's not all, it's not you know, it doesn't all have to be fucking fire and brimstone or bunnies and roses. You know, it can be a mixture of the two, and still get the point across without you know offending you unless you're searching for a reason. Like, it's just one of those things where, you know, I think people are too soft and. You know, I've said on this podcast before, like, I'm going to say stuff on here that not everyone's going to agree with. And, you know, sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. But that doesn't mean I'm not open minded and can't be proven, you know, to have a different mindset on it. So it's one of those things where I'm hoping that we just I'm hoping we don't get to a point where stuff like that we look back on as nostalgic because it's just not around anymore. Like, do you remember when we were allowed to have this? Like, it's one of those things where. Fears of nostalgia and it's weird. And as we talk about it, it kind of becomes more prevalent in my mind is, you know, I just don't want to look back years from now and nostalgia be the stuff that we don't have for shitty reasons, not because people don't like it anymore, but because we're not allowed to have it, Mm. you know, like if it gets phased out because technology went past its, you know, expiration date. Cool. That's fine. But I just don't want to be getting rid of stuff because, you know, people are offended by it. It's like, make it anyway. If you, if, if one person enjoys it or if millions of people enjoy it, make it because who the fuck cares what people think? Like you're going to be your own person and people should do that. And I think that's like the biggest point I wanted to get across with future nostalgia because it's, it's all, again, as we talked about this, this idea of forming in my head, I'm just being like, well, goddamn, like I'm scared of nostalgia stuff because I'm afraid one day I'm just not going to have it. And it's going to be a thought process down the line that's like well fuck like don't you remember this like it was awesome i wish you know let's go find a dude in you know back of a walgreens that's selling fucking do you remember those (laughs) things called dvds they were just killing the earth bro i found timothy down the street says he knows a guy you know (laughs) you know as drugs get legalized and stuff instead of like drugs we'll have like the guys on the trench coat on the corner and be like hey do you like Sega Genesis games? And he'll open up his trench coat. Either that or he'll be like, ah. he'll be like, you looking for straws? I got plastic ones. <laughs> you know, I got fucking paper straws are bullshit. He's like, this one's got three swirls in it, bro. Like that one's the high end. I don't think you can afford it, buddy. You know, and it's just like, fuck. <laughs> like, 
straws. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's uh, it, you it's know, a wild world. I it's mean, a I wild agree. World. I, I I hope that we can look back on our the nostalgia, especially nostalgia now, because it is such a a weird time where everybody's walking on eggshells and minding their p's and q's. But like, no matter what you do, somebody's like, "Oh, well, I take offense to that." It's like, "Well, is anybody else offended by this?" No, it's just you. Okay, then why don't you just not pay attention to this thing? Yeah. And- How about you mind your <laughs> fucking business? Right. But they're all, they're, I mean, since the dawn of time, there's always been those people who are like, I don't like what you're doing. You need to stop that. And I'm going to get enough people behind. I'm going to get the church or the political people or whomever I can get the ear of to make this a bad thing. You know, whether yeah. it's music or video games. I mean, we've seen it through the lifespan of all pop culture. It's just like, oh, it's not good for the children. They shouldn't be exposed to this. So we need to put this shit in place to protect them. It's like, I don't know. I've seen some shit in my lifetime, yeah. especially when I was younger. And I turned out relatively okay. Yeah, like, I mean, I consider myself decently intelligent. Likewise with you, you know, like I don't think about killing people on the daily, you know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't believe on, like I've got pretty progressive viewpoints, you know, like I, I don't know, like there's certain things and I didn't want this conversation to fall too far into that, but <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, like I said, the more that we talked about it, the more I was like, you know, now we're still kind of young. Like, of course, I'm looking at nostalgic stuff from when I was a kid. You yeah. know, but what about 30 years from now? What am I going to find nostalgic about my 20s? You know, my 30s. Like, remember when you could fucking down 18 shots of vodka and then go eat fun, go to work? You know, it's like now oh, I can't look at whiskey. So it, it's one of those things where I just hope, I guess, that nostalgia doesn't become FOMO, right? That fear of missing out when, as we get older. Um, I mean, I think that's the perk of our generation of the 80s and 90s kids coming into prominence is that we are the ones who kind of dictate what is what. And we are so nostalgic for our childhoods because we had kick-ass toys, movies, everything else under the and sun. And no technology. You yeah. know, we got to grow up with both of them. But then we did get to, yeah. yeah. So, and it made it easier to share our nostalgia where it's like going on an I, uh, AIM freaking message word and be like, Oh, do you guys remember freaking uh, Popples? Like, yeah, those yeah. were cool, right? Like, that's a cool thing that we could talk about about how weird it was and how they made more Popples. But we won't go into that. Like, it's just, um, it's nice that we're in the generation we are because we have a lot of stuff stuff that we can look back on fondly. But it does make me wonder for like kids my kids for that matter like what is the stuff they're going to look back off and i do have one one item that i actually thought about when i was sitting with the kids uh there's the show called bluey it's an australian um disney junior show that's probably why you haven't heard of it okay um it's it's about a family of uh healer dogs and they're played exactly like that they're played just like a family there's reference to the fact that they're dogs but it's very few and far between they're basically dog people and it's just the day in the life of, of this, uh, like, six-year-old blue healer dog. And, like, I know for some people, they're like, this is this is whatever. But it's a great fucking kid's show because they do touch on subjects. And it's sort of like Rick and Morty where they touch on subjects that are pretty rough, but they're doing it for kids. And as an adult, they're hitting on shit that as parents, oh, there's been times where I've huh. legitimately cried to this kid's television show. That's wild where they hit on these things like 
kids growing from like going from being you know trying to gain their independence but still coming to bed at night because they want to feel secure next to mom and dad it's incredible <laughs> look at you go papa yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be curious to see like what your kids as they grow up and you, you've got a pretty good mixture of ages with your with your three and uh like you know in 10 15 years what they look back on from you know because they grew up with with stuff like ipads and fucking ps3s like yeah like what are they gonna look back on and be like oh do you remember the graphics on fucking little big planet 2 you know and it's just like bitch like back in my day we had eight bits not thousands you know like but that's half the joy of being able to you know be a dad is that you can show them the shit that impacted you and whether they take to it or not like uh uh, showing my eldest alice in wonderland all the different iterations that's one one of their favorite things in the world and then they come out with the the tim burton alice in wonderland and that's one of his favorite things so it's like it's great to go through this stuff and kind of be like, holy shit. So something that I liked as a kid, they now like, but they also get their own iteration of it. That's why I'm, I'm not as against reboots and remakes because sometimes they do shit right that, yeah. Hey, the new kids get it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. Cause they, you know, and that's some of the stuff is like, you know, we, I think we've talked about it before and, and we'll kind of wrap this up after this, but, um, you know, like when we talked about with Space Jam, it's like, mm. you know, I complain because I'm like, why wouldn't you make it for the people that it was big for? But you you bring up a good point with that because they don't want to make it for the, they know that because of our nostalgia for it, that we're going to take new kids and be like, hey, 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 check it out. Check it out. They, they made another one, you yeah. know, and maybe it does hit different for them, even if it doesn't hit right for us. If we can continue that legacy, no pun intended, with <laughs> Space Jam. Uh, uh, if we can continue that, like, it, it's just that one more connection with your own kids that you could have and continue on that that legacy of, of whatever it was that got big when you were growing up. You know, and our generation will be able to do that. Like, you want to show your kids, you know, what was fun for you and hope that, they show you what's fun for them or at least you know gain the like be like oh that's really cool old man but i've got my own cool thing that you know they won't realize it but takes references from my thing and it's like oh it's so fucking good that you don't realize that what they're pulling from is shit that was from ideas from when i was a kid like yeah it's it's so great it's uh nostalgia is one of those things that our generation especially like we endeavored to be like nostalgia's legit and there's nothing wrong with being nostalgic about the past just as long as you keep be mindful of the present and the future like 100 percent, and, that, and that's what we're doing here is basically pointing out that you know it's nice to look back but it's also nice to kind of be like what is the future going to hold for us yeah we like, don't have you, to you, shit on everything that comes out right now because it's not what to. we got when we were 11 you know at, at one point i was wondering like should we throw tiktok on this but is this just another one of those like Vine things that are just like it's a new social platform? Is it? Yeah, I mean, you could be nostalgic oh, like... about social media, but I wouldn't throw TikTok on there. Fuck that, because like it's MySpace, baby. Like, give me my top eight back. Let me yeah. put my little songs on there. I learned how to code HTML because yeah. of a fucking social media website. So, so fucking wild. Yeah, it's insane. Um, you got anything else on this before we wrap it up? 
No, man, this was a fascinating topic. This was fu- it, it, su- super, super hard to be like, what is it that I'm nostalgic about right now that might might and, be nostalgic later? It's like, and why does it give wow. me that feeling? Like, can I explain why I'm nostalgic for it? You know, it it was interesting. It definitely took. It was a little like took a weird turn for myself. Like I kind of learned a lot about myself in this yeah, little therapy yeah. session in a weird way. That is not where I was originally gonna take. <laughs> this like it was supposed to be i don't know but hopefully you guys enjoyed it because it's fun for me like i just talked about it a lot longer than i expected so um but uh uh i just want to reiterate you know first of all i just want to say thanks to everyone listening because we made it to 50 we never thought this happened i think we said the same thing at 25 and 10 and a bunch of other episodes because even still as we post new episodes we're still surprised we're still doing this so uh we want to say thank you. It's it's fun as hell. We still like doing it. Um, but I also want to say because I don't want anyone to think that we're falling off of it. Uh, like I said at the beginning, life has been crazy with buying the house. Um, work has been absolutely insane. And sadly, we have full-time jobs as much as Rick and I both would just love to do oh. the podcast full-time and put out more content and streams and YouTube videos and nom-noms and stuff. I just want to promise you it is coming. There is stuff coming. We have stuff planned. Um, just bear with us. You know, I may miss another week. I've got some wedding stuff and stuff coming up in October. We're going to try to make October fun. Uh, but don't bail on us. It, it's going to be fun. We're going to have some more stuff for everybody. And I, just, I fucking 50 episodes, dude. I can't fucking believe it. We started with the dream and now we got a website and a YouTube and fucking it's streams so and fucking all kinds of other <laughs> shit, fact- man. The fact that we have people who turn in not to, you know, to the, when we record it live as we do, but like the fact that we have listeners who will come every week, the fact we've gotten people who review and said, I love this fucking show. Don't, don't stop. It, it, it just is that, that extra punch to be like punch in the arm of like, just fucking, we got to make this happen. And, and it's a driving force. I mean, you and I will keep doing it yeah. even if it is just us two, but the fact there's people behind us going, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking good. You, you know? guys. Yeah. So we'll just yeah. yeah. It's we made it, dude. 50. Bang bang 50. bang the drum. Um as always, you guys can find us at, like I previously just mentioned, the website, best place to find us, retronomapod.com. Uh it's a cool little website. It's going to get updated here soon as well. Um you can find me across the board at retronomapod. Again, all that stuff's on the the website that's the best place to look at it join the facebook page because that's where all the fun stuff and i think the stream is eventually going to jump over to the facebook group and not the actual facebook page uh and we may look at dropping twitch here soon and making the jump over to youtube but we'll see we'll keep everyone updated on that but as always we appreciate you guys tuning into this week's episode of the retro normal pod we love you wait wait no wait. Oh, no there's on. other not stuff yet. there's 50 episodes in i look i got i'm fucking banging down the intro nowadays but we're just i'm butchering the fucking outro the 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 back end is just like we did it the show's done and i was just like hell yeah we fucking nailed this shit 50 in but that's the fun of it is that we're 50 in and we're still like kind of rookies at it i get excited about other stuff you know like we're just it's it's great but love it to take out this thing like we always do every week the weird question of the week. How much of a broom 
Do you need for it to be effective at flying? <laughs> just fucking, fucking weird, dude. Anyways, as always, we appreciate you listening to this week's episode of the Retro Novel Pod. We love you guys, and we will catch you next week. Good night. Uh. <laughs>